and then they were on the island and and we were on a ship and the ship went on the ocean and you know just list things yeah yeah i just so you know steve i ninjas dreamed that i was like this is good this is going on so i cut it off now oh no i'm back i'm back I'm back. Hey, guess what, Internet? I'm talking. Sorry, guys. There are buttons. There are things. I'm just going to do an intro. Here we go. Let's begin. Hey, Internet. My name is Todd. Welcome. Thank you very much for dropping by and spending some time with us. I hope your day's going great. Uh, I'm just settling back into my notes and my, my D&D stuff. I've got my, my props here to give me some inspiration. Uh, I've got... Some players waiting in another room here. I've got a billion D&D books, or at least three. And uh, yes, contrary to popular belief, Gordon, I do have some notes. We're Yay. almost ready. We need to get some dice, load up some roll 20, buckle in, and we're going to continue our season, let's call it season two, of Strange Acquaintances. Welcome, and let's meet the table. Hey, table. How's it going? Hi. Our table is getting big. I'm excited. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is actually kind of a big table. I, I just realized that it's, uh, we're up to, how many Hollywood squares do we have? <laughs> Six. Right? Six plus one. That's seven. That's <laughs> I, it. Well, I well see, you're the host though, right? You're That's not true. in the Hollywood squares. That's yeah. true. We need another three players. Oh, wait. We have a potential for two new players. And and hopefully cause... Carl can rejoin us as well. So that'll bring us yeah, up. To, our buddy Coot and I nine. might be joining us. Oh, geez. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I have done a lot of players live, but uh, I, that would be a lot. You know what? <laughs> bring it on. I say bring, bring it on. on. So um, hi, everybody. How was your hi. week? On a scale of. That's one, a loaded question. On a scale of one to one, <laughs> how was your week? I'm trying to remember things I did last week, and I'm drawing a blank, so... Well, you gotta I imagine take it was notes. great. You gotta take notes, Darcy. That's that's what gets me through. Uh, I do. T you know what? Uh, let me look at my notes. Maybe I did take notes. Let's find out. <laughs> I would... I honestly... You, you continue. Un, uh, unrelated, I took notes all through every high school and university class. And I never looked at them again, but I did write them down. <laughs> there you go. That was important it's to the me. Act, the act of writing helps yeah, to bring it into your brain. Yeah, it it, I, it goes in the I eyes. I do agree with that. Through the brain stem, down the arm, out through the pencil, and onto the page. <laughs> All right, so uh, I hope you guys have been taking... Uh, no, you don't have to take notes if you don't want to. Uh, I'm excited because we get to play again. And last game, we left it on a bit of a cliffhanger. Not as much as, what was that, two games ago. The season ender with the one group is face-to-face -face with a big, nasty thing. So, spoiler alert, um, it's a beholder. That was episode 17. Uh, but now we have jumped over to the other crew because we're running two sets of characters. So, wait a minute. Nine players times two. Eighteen characters. I hope those uh, characters don't exist yet, but one day, one someday. day, I'm sure. Uh, Darcy, you have 27 different characters ready to go at all times, though. So, 
Look, as soon as, like, we got, like, a couple scenes into last week's and you introduced this, like, lizard man, I was like, I could have played a lizard man! Yeah, Throw, it Throw it out! Throw it out! You can take over uh, Les Ran, uh if you want to. Now, empties, what, what's she gonna do? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Just, she's gonna die? Nah. Well, <laughs> gotta take care of her now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, let's go around the horn, meet everybody, then we'll talk about the character specifics. But there are two different crews, and we are with the island crew, the crew that had gone off on a secret mission to take a message to the dragons to negotiate on behalf of the mage faction. And uh, you succeeded at the end of last season. And, of course, things get complicated as you are now taking a message back in return. Or rather... You're taking an envoy from the spines back to Tazvarel to negotiate and represent the dragons amongst the Mage Tower faction of Tazvarel. Along the way, uh, you guys have made a fair number of enemies, and you left last game face to face with the remains of a Mage Tower, different Mage Tower. I think it was. Um, it's in my notes. Where is it? Um, anyway, uh, Basratel, uh, which is the one of the island mage towers because those exist, uh, not necessarily <laughs> friendly with yours. Notes but, um, notes. I, yeah, yeah, the, the, I, <laughs> you're just quicker. I have to like, yeah. Uh, so you've come face to face with the Basratel uh, uh, ship crew that you had encounters with on the high seas prior. And uh, their ship is in dry dock. Meanwhile, other players uh, and characters have joined. So the people who were involved in the island crew were Darcy's character, Timely's character, Steve's character, and Bella's character. But there are two newcomers. And that is, and we haven't forgotten about that. That's Brandon's character and Gordon's character. So let's go around the horn and meet everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't part of that. That wasn't me. So I'm also a newcomer. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Three and three. I, my mistake. My mistake. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I was thinking about that tiny little cobalt. It'll probably come back. Oh yeah, yeah, dreamy. <laughs> anyway, so let's jump in and meet Isolt with Bella. Take it away, Bella. Hi everybody. I'm playing Isolt. Um, she's developing to thought she was going to be much more um, apt character and she's turning out to be a little bit green and inept. So that wasn't how I originally planned her, but yeah, she's um, she's having some trouble. So uh, uh, we'll see how she blunders her way today. Hey, you know what? I've always said I'd rather be lucky than good. So let's hope that your luck holds. Is old. She doesn't. That's the problem, Todd. She doesn't have luck. If you notice, it's kind of. I mean, she spent the almost the entire time last week. Well, you know, so not pretty scene. Yeah, she was sick. Now she was feeling better at the end of last episode. At the end, and she came downstairs. But she was about to get her ass kicked, and she got a meal unknown that Gex was dodging. Gex knew that this uh, ship crew, the Mage Tower crew, was there, but Isold was unaware. 
And so she came walking down as though nothing was wrong. <laughs> and, and her luck continues. And they spotted her. Yeah. <laughs> with a with a natural nineteen on their, on their on their roll. So yeah. We'll we'll pick up with Isold in just a moment. Alright. Let's uh let's jump over to Gordon. Hey, uh, I'm playing actually a character that was in the session zero and he's reappeared uh, on a mission. He's one of the other groups that were was sent to the spines to deliver uh, the message uh, and has his own version of the orb. Um, and now he finds himself having been separated from his, his uh, good wizard buddy alone uh, on this island, having a drink in an inn, and now about to experience what looks to be a brawl. Hey, I mean, <laughs> it's an inn. There's going to be a brawl. However, you to make things a little more complicated, you have had words. You've had somewhat friendly conversation with the leader of this uh, Mage Tower uh, little faction called Captain Hudrick. Oh. Yeah, so that might be interesting. Speaking of Captain Hudrick, somebody else in the room has also been encountering him. Uh, and that is uh, Brandon's character. So, Brandon, what's up? Hola, I'm playing... And you playing can say hi as yourself, e too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing Eli, a half-elf wizard. Uh, 19, year 19 years old. Precocious little kid just came off of his last adventure and was taking care of his grandma. And now he's trying to figure out what to do. And he got a, a little premonition... To go talk to Hudrick and now finds himself watching a battle unfold in front of him. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Ash Irara. Brandon, you stole one of her names, uh, their names. I don't know if it's a he, he or, oh. or they. Uh, so he, you stole yeah. a name, apparently. So apparently, a thieving <laughs> divination wizard. Oh, Sorry, my son came down to say goodnight. Goodnight, buddy. Goodnight. Just when you think they're in bed, they pull you back in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so thank you, Brandon. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just a little surprised there. <laughs> no problem. It's funny because I have the headphones on, so I don't hear anything. I just hear <laughs> you guys and the music and, and stuff. And so... It, you're su I'm surprised I didn't get a jump scare there. Just be like, it has happened. <laughs> I'm playing zombie games. My son just scares the crap right out of me. <laughs> it's a good thing I have terrible reflexes. I just <laughs> scream in fear instead of like. <laughs> All right. I mean, that would that would definitely teach him to not. That'll learn you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would feel so bad. But anyway, um, I know. so. He's off to bed. No, he's not. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's keep going around. Uh, and we've met the divination wizard who had the idea to be in the right place at the right time. Now, still figuring out if they're in the right place at the right time. Take it away, Darcy. Hi, I'm Darcy. They them pronouns. You can find me at twitch.tv slash DarcyBits. I am playing Empty Wisdom. And I was thinking of this actually when Bella was talking about being incompetent. So no offense, but I think it's interesting in that 
a couple of us are very young, but also we're like level eight. <laughs> and it's like, how does that line up? And it's like, yeah, sometimes you can be level eight and still still not know what you're doing. And that's okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to be until well into uh, into late, late university. Uni- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what level so- do you think you are? <laughs> Uh, I think I just I just started doing level based on my age. I'm I'm level forty three now. Oh well, <laughs> god, <damn>. impressive. <laughs> I got you, anyway. So, empty wisdom is also young. Uh, she comes from a local monastery, um, which is very you know peaceful and nature oriented and blah blah blah. Um, but part of it is going out and seeing the wider world, and so she's come to this little port town to hope to find a a ship out of here, maybe some people that she can travel with, and lo and behold, she's in a tavern, and there's gonna be a fight soon! How'd that happen? And I also appreciate that Empty Wisdom found the other person who feels the most, like, what's going on there? This massive seven and a half foot tall lizard man who sticks out like a sore thumb and yep. yet there he is named Lesrak, who you know that's who you're escorting uh at least some of you half the party this could really go sideways and i'm okay i'm here for that folks if everybody's just like <laughs> you know what screw the main quest we're pirates now like i i could make that work i'm just saying uh all right let's keep going around uh let's meet uh, Timely and your character. All right, I'm Timely. I am playing Hilda Bonebraid, um, who is a, as we will say, med school dropout, uh, who has now gone down the path of adventuring as a paladin. Medical uh, school dropout. <laughs> so yes, this is another character who is young and. Level eight still hasn't figured out her shit. <laughs> so and and um, I guess I will play into why I am suddenly not with Tillman right now. As oh we yeah. Get into the game. Yeah, we'll see how that all fits together once you join the party. Um, it's probably not that hard to find them. I will say that much, or at least it won't be hard to find them for much longer. Speaking of uh, fairly easy to pick out of a crowd, I think that brings us around to Steve playing Gex. Oh, that's not there. You are right, right screen, Here right I am. time. It's me. Uh, <laughs> yes, Gex Techford continuing his uh, his late blooming level eight at sixty two years old career. <laughs> oh yeah, you're Thanks balancing it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the the seven foot six whatever the hell he weighs six four hundred pounds <laughs> does this make you the chaperone kind of he he's like yeah he's, he's coming more into that like father grandfather sort of figure you know as, as he gets to know the crew have that relationship with the young ones like you know like uh, Isolde, for example, kind of has taken her under his wing a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, he's, he's still still focused on adventuring and uh, finding out who he is as a as a person. 
uh, or or how different he is as a person from from the rest of his life, which was an artisan of some sort. Absolutely. Which we don't have. I mean, uh, after yeah. a while, you, it's a second career. It's like round two. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like it's like. You know, he's lived a long, peaceful, kind of chill life, and it's like he just he wants to go out with a bang. If that bang happens now or in fifty years from now, fine. Oh, did he have a, a conversion to like he has to die in battle, <laughs> like so he can get into Valhalla? Oh, and, and, well, possibly. Well, I'll possibly. leave that. Just thinking out loud. All right, so it's more. It, it might be more like the Klingons, you know. Uh, Today is a good day to die, kind of, uh, you know, every warrior stri uh, strives and desires, strives for and desires a good death, right? Nice. Yeah. That's cool. He'll, he'll die when the death is good enough. <laughs> he'll finally allow it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a Klingon retirement home, I want to see that as a political <laughs> style cartoon. I see those on, on the interwebs. If anybody wants to make that happen, just a Klingon retirement home. Just, I'd like to commission. I can't draw for shit, so I just want other more talented people. I'm, I'm, I'm the idea challenge. Yeah, yeah, float that idea sometime. Oh yeah, Darcy's uh, got the art. In fact, some of the art we use in our stream is Darcy's. And uh, Darcy, don't forget, uh, it's at Darcy Bit. And I think with the recap. Oh, and one last thing, internet. I'm Todd, and I'm going to be DMing. Uh, so I play the, the world. <laughs> The other thing oh, yeah, is, you're here too. We're I'm here. here. I'm, I'm part of the squares. Squad. I'm not. I will say this, though. Internet, come here. Come here. Hi, Internet. You're part of this, too. We just want to point out that if you want to jump on into the live game Tuesdays starting around 9 uh, on Twitch and on YouTube, uh, feel free to jump into chat and make some suggestions. We we do a, a system called Plot Points. It's There's not real any uh, uh, any kind of uh, rules or points to track with it or anything. But if you've got a great idea that fits in the story, we'll totally make it happen. If it doesn't fit right now, I do write them down. I do watch these after the fact uh, and put them up uh, on all the podcast places and stuff. And we'll try to get your idea and make it into the game either immediately or shortly thereafter. Just no insta-death, but by all means, make their lives and my life more difficult. Uh, and it could and it could be fun. It could be silly. It could be a random NPC that comes by. Uh, it could be uh, pretty much uh, whatever you want. So jump into that. Uh, oh, and uh, Ash. No insta-death. No insta-death. Yeah, Homestuck rules. Death must be heroic or just otherwise just respawns. <laughs> wakes up <laughs> in the back in the home. <laughs> he just wakes up back in the home uh, in the bed and has to break his way out. I feel like that's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, let's dive in and uh, we'll be ready to start. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome I back. Mean, uh... I mean, honestly, let's just do this. Roll initiative. Well, actually, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I, I'm not going to force you to fight. There may be other, more creative ways to solve these problems. Or just I mean, that's know. what I'm curious about. Do they come in and you go, oh, sweet, and they just immediately draw steel, or what happens, right? Exactly. Like, 
So we or left. Do the party that are interested want to preempt that drawing of steel, right? And let's um, find out. So you got like, these different windows. So if you're so, waiting, you you're you look uh, for going initiative. You're sitting in a room. No, don't worry about rolling. You can if you want to preempt it, and then we'll just record it. But um, the you're sitting in a tavern common room. It's a wonderful place. There's been this little flute that's playing in the corner. Uh, not just the flute. There's actually a, a wannabe bard attached to it. Um, you are... Could have been a magic flute. Many of you <laughs> are enjoying this place. Gex and, uh, and Talithar have just walked back in from checking out uh, possible transport. And being a relatively small port town, everything's freaking closed. It's like 5.30 and it's like... All of you are... Well, many of you are from big town... And so it's just almost unheard of that these people are just gone. But they've closed up. They even closed it right in your face, locked the door and shrugged and walked away. Uh, you've made your way back to the inn. Walk in, take, you get a few steps. Like, you you just settled back in. And then in walks the person you've been a little bit trying to avoid there, Gex. You see Hudrick. The man who intercepted and inspected your vessel on the way to the spines uh, and later gave chase to it. You and your group managed to avoid that vessel by mostly sinking it dead. Uh, or at least you thought. Exploding. Exactly. But instead, they are, there he stands before you in, the, in this tavern hand resting on the hilt of his of his uh, rapier at his side dressed in the in the leathers uh, blue with uh, tan edging uh, edging leathers uh, his rank and and kind of white cloak billowing behind him other people in roughly similar garb and various um, combinations not exactly uh, all together the same but general uniform as you see, Several people who look pretty, pretty rough and tumble sailor types come rushing in. Um, it was like a combination of like really run down soldiers down on their luck, uh, and they have been stuck in this town in dry dock after the shenanigans that you guys put them through. Um, and he now stands in front of the door, about you know ten feet in front of the door, and man after man, woman after woman. Uh, sailor after sailor comes piling in behind him as more and more of their, presumably their crew, whatever's left of their crew, comes piling into the room and quickly begin to block the easy exits. There's the main exit behind him. There's kind of a bar and a kitchen door, again, just to the... So the main entrance is kind of directly uh, ahead. The bar entrance is a bit off to the left and the main stairs leading upstairs uh, kind of uh, a little bit behind of that and then you've got a couple of windows and a fireplace uh, around you uh, the, the scent of you know stale air tinges the nose a bit and there's definitely some meals and some stew Isold still has that vomit smell in her mouth in her nose but the stew she's eating uh -huh. is really good um, and uh, and you all take this in it's a it's a bumping place, one of the very few places that are open past 5.30, so there are lots of locals around, uh, and it's there's very few open tables, 
uh, and it's probably probably in the order of like 40 to 80 people in this room right now, including yourselves. And this, it's, it, you know, they're not big on fire code, so they just cram them in. It's warm and cramped uh, and smelly, but not not all bad smells, but, you know, scent of BO and, and people drinking and, and cozying up. I'll leave it for the table. What do you want to do? I'm trying to figure out how, like, full this place is. You said, like, people keep coming in and in and in. It was like, can, well, like it was, how it much was, of a glut of bodies is that? Can I visualize? Um, Quite a few. There's probably tables for about, hmm, maybe, probably tables for about, oh, well, hold on. I want this to match the image. So I'm going to go find my in here. Uh, <laughs> but I would say that there's probably about 15 tables, uh, 10 or 15 tables in this place. And there's definitely, uh, uh, most of them are occupied. And uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. I got a, I got our map here. In fact, I can even drag you over to the map. Uh, so Sounds lovely. Yeah, I forget who this is by. I think this is Daniel's Maps on Patreon. So go check that out. Give him some love. I did, you know, subscribe for all that. Uh, so come on to the inn. And uh, the inn does not have a name yet. So if any of you want to give it a name or internet, if you want to give it a name, you can. Uh, have, do you guys see the map yet? Is it loading? Yeah, I am seeing the map. Yeah, yeah, it's loaded here, for me. A bar, and that's the second floor there. Okay. I imagine regardless of like how many people just showed up, it's, you know, a sudden influx of people. So empty wisdom is just like, deflating into her chair uh sort of curling within but just like not doing anything just like okay what what's happening yeah sure let's say uh you are currently sitting at this oh i'm, I'm not on map here uh at this table here so go ahead and arrange yourself if you can yeah drop yourself in there uh isold was just eating uh and i'll just put you kind of here-ish uh, there's the lizard man. Um, uh, isn't there yet? Gex, you're in here somewhere. Uh, so you can go ahead and... Is it, is it placing you? Oh, the joys of roll 20. Uh, and... I must be very well hidden. That's fine. I'll just be invisible. I'm fine with that. Oh, we don't have a, an icon for Elias here, but let me, uh, let me at least put a nameplate in there for you. There you oh. go. So, Elias, you were at a, a slightly more removed table. Um, and, yep. Uh, oh, actually, you'll be way over at the far side there, on the far side of the end. So there's the main door, which is directly on the south side there. And there's a quite a large porch and overhang. Um, it is one of the only two places in town. So uh, it, it gets <laughs> sure. quite a lot of... So, th yeah, there's probably a few more people milling about and, like, sitting on the crates and stuff. But imagine pretty much every seat is full. Uh, and there's a little bit of... Like you can walk around the place, but it's it's definitely a pretty packed place right now, as you can see on the top. Yeah, I mean, I was, it was already pretty pretty full, I believe, right? Yeah. So this and is then more about, like, how walked, much did it increase with these more? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in walked these uh, this group of uh, soldier types. All right, so great. Um, well, I don't know what they're here for, so I'm just gonna be socially uncomfortable. Um, 
All right, so let's just, I'm just gonna grab some uh, some city guard in there and just drop them in. Uh, so what about uh, Gex, what are you doing? Okay, so how many guys locked in all together? Uh, let's say probably on the order of about, uh, at the moment, about eight. Oh, okay. And But they and then, also, and you get the impression by the way that they respond, there might be some more outside. Yeah, I was picturing much more by the previous description. Okay. I believe last full... time I said 10. Sure. But you oh. don't see oh. them all right in immediately. But there's definitely well, about eight of them you, uh, carrying a bunch of different weapons and so forth. Since you said 10 last time, let's make it eight. Um, how... Well, ten that, <laughs> eight that you see inside. And you, you said uh, the the leader guy is the guy that I've had face-to-face -face with on the ship previously, yeah. right? And he is uh, just inside the door and kind of directing them to spread out. Has he eyeballed me yet? Uh, do a stealth check for me. I imagine Isold is like still on the stairs. Uh, Isold was eating at the table. Uh, kind of just got her meal. Oh, I thought you were on your way down. No, you were. Oh, right. No, you she was food. at the Sorry. bar. She was at the bar. Yeah, and my that's mistake, why she's mistake. standing out a little bit. So she was down by the bar, uh, just got her meal, and is tucking into that in the way that you know you're finally over being sick. So With you the dry definitely. Bomb, it's still there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All it's right, a 25 they... on that stealth roll. Woo! Don't ever ask a rogue to do a stealth roll. All right. Uh... Always ask a roll. <laughs> well, the three uh... says that he does not seem to have eyeballed you yet. Uh, I'm going to say that you came in off the porch, off the secondary entrance, uh, and you just happened to be near these crates, and you were on your way to the table, and you can see... Uh, empty wisdom. You can see the lizard man uh, who is there, but I just haven't brought him in yet. Uh, and I think you can probably even see Izzel. Uh, I don't believe so, you're being stealthy at all, but it's a pretty crowded place. All these chairs are full, yeah. more or less full. Yeah. I just want to take a quick scan to see if anyone's actually looking right at me right now, like anyone at all. Sure. Uh, do a perception oh. check for me. Uh, what's my modifier? So, 17. Okay, so not very many. There's there's a couple of the tables kind of do a, a side glance towards you, like immediately the nearest tables. Uh, empty Wisdom, what's your passive perception? Oh, it's like, I don't know, 16 or something. It's pretty high. Passive Perception, 18. Okay, so Dang. you do manage to spot this Goliath kind of walk in and it looks like he was walking like you're busy people watching uh, and so yeah you... so the way we left it last time I believe we actually had made it to a table and like didn't have like full introductions but they were minor is this a backtrack and that didn't happen yet or is this like that happened and then maybe he got up and got did something and is on his way back yeah like maybe what's, he what's was gonna of, go uh... upstairs to like change or something and then as soon as the door okay. got kicked open he like sidestepped and like is 
just kind of took a step. So I don't just like happen to notice a random Goliath. No, no. Oh yeah, that's that person I I saw earlier. Okay. Yeah, he chatted with the lizard person. He nodded toward Isold, and she went back to get her meal. So I I have a reason to be noticing them. Although also they're like a Goliath. I think most of the population of the bar is like kind of standard human. Yeah, mostly human half elf stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely mostly humans here, Uh, and. Cool. So any any races that aren't kind of the typical four, uh, they stand out a little bit more. <laughs> the big four. <laughs> so Todd, what he's gonna do then is uh, the the door is right here, is it not? This is the door. That's the secondary door, the out yeah, to the kind of yeah. the porch, and then the main door okay. is just a bit to the left of uh, to the your perspective to the yeah. right of that. That's fine. So what he's going to do is go back towards the door, step through it, cast invisibility, and then step back through it before it shuts. All right, I need you to do a stealth check for me. Stealthy, stealthy. Come on. Dice on the floor. Ah, yes. Uh, Is this before or after invisibility cast? Um, This is actually just before. That makes sense. I just wanted to make sure. 27. 27. All right, so you yeah, step you out of that little door uh, and out onto the porch, and there's somebody in the chair right there. And you kind of, you're looking behind you, and you bump into their chairs. These people file in as the, the various soldiers begin to spread out uh, and kind of take positions around. And you step outside, and oh, somebody, you bump into their elbow at that chair right there, and they turn around, and you just go and disappear. Uh, and so they're just like, What? Uh, but no one else sees it. Just the one person right there. Uh, and so like, that's where you are at the moment. And you can begin to go where you're going next. You. <laughs> yeah, they did not manage to see you, but they felt something and turned, and then you're just gone. And it just like this little, fl- like a little flash, like, what the heck was that? Yeah, um, so like he, he's going to do it kind of so, like, his, uh, I'll use my door. I'll be like. Oh, we're doing a reenactment, folks. Ooh. Oh, wow. There there we go. Oh. Ghost door. I, I wouldn't suspect the <laughs> I thing. Like the door I, and that's I the last we saw of Steve. <laughs> All right. Um, Talithar, what's your passive perception? Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Just one did second. You, sorry, Did Izzled. you still want to know what I was doing? Yeah. What are you doing, Izzled? Talithar, okay. you're on deck. Um, Because I'm absolutely clueless x has not told me about this so i am totally unaware of anything going on i'm just gonna continue reveling in my stew this is good just (laughs) oh have you tried this (laughs) you say to one of the guards i am feeling so much better Ah, yes. Mm, It's a good day for me. (laughs) Love it. All right. So you're chowing down uh, in only that way after you've emptied your stomach, you can. All right. Um, Just by the bar, noticing this, having a drink. Like, this is interesting. Now, do you have an icon? You don't yet. So if you want to pick one. 
Go for it. I can get you back to that screen later if you want. Um, in the meantime, so you're just watching these people walk in. And it's one of those things where they're not being super subtle. Like anyone who's not mid-conversation, like a lot of the conversations kind of... And like, there's still a bit of a mill, but as these people start to go through, everything kind of gets quiet. And it doesn't happen instantly for the whole place, but like as they walk past, more and more people are like, wait, what? Something? What? What's happening? Uh, and so they kind of, this hush slowly begins to spread across the room. And they definitely begin to spread out. Two of them uh, kind of walk right up next to the bar, but opposite of Isold. Uh, all right, Elias, you're way over in the corner, but you recognize uh, this this lead guard, uh, uh, Hudrick. Uh, you had been having a conversation with him, and he told you to watch that one and pointed out this uh, kind of... Uh, Isold at the bar and uh, he gave you four gold to keep an eye on her. So what are you doing? Uh, Eli is thoroughly confused. Um, is Hudrick doing anything like menace? Is he just kind of looking around right now or there is, is he... uh, do an insight check for me. Okay. Twenty six. That is, you look at him and you're like, "Oh, it's that guy." And then it's almost like you get these flashes of, um, and you get this from time to time. This is one of those one of your gifts as a divination wizard. You get these almost cut to flashes of him pulling on a leather glove and flexing a sore right hand and it's been badly burned but the, he keeps it under a leather, leather glove you have no other way to know that except by your by your talents you can see him um gritting his teeth chasing a ship on the deck of his ship like watching another ship sail away and you see this tiny little rowboat drifting back towards and you see him frown for a second uh and then and it cuts in a flash um you can see a moment of him just um, just gritting his teeth and uh, on a rope and pulling. And, and then you kind of pan out for a second and you can see that he's busy tying off a tourniquet on, uh, on, a, on a leg that has been badly severed and he's got blood splattered all over him and he's just got this almost this guttural growl is almost the soundtrack to this montage and you can hear um, this his conversation, and you and then slam to picturing uh, a, more of what you actually knew of him slamming a cup a little too hard on a wooden uh, bar, not unlike the one right next to you. You see him slam cup after cup, getting more and more intoxicated, more and more growling, and this grinding and this of his teeth, and then. Um, you can hear him whispering, uh, and, uh, you hear, do a history check for me. 18. 18. Your grandmother was always a bit of an outsider. She didn't, uh, always toe the party line. 
but she was definitely in close with mages and had she was very familiar she may have been mage trained uh mage tower trained at one point but she has all these old tomes and all these old stories and and uh histories and um she's got these sayings and it took when you were little you didn't know really what they were but you you were fond of them and you memorized them because they were like little poems they were your nursery rhymes it took you years to realize that they were kind of the creed of several of the the things you've read so you you understand some of the various mage towers histories based on her readings her teaching and possibly her first-hand experience and as such you recognize that 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 kind of guttural growl had these whispering voices under head and it's him he's like saying it muttering it under his breath as he's drinking and um you can you can hear him kind of humming this song and then cut to a burial it should have been at sea and you you hear somebody one of his crew members you actually look and it's there's somebody right next to him and when you see them you get this flash of them standing on a pier somewhere on a dock almost deserted um and they're all in they're all banged up some of the wounds were a little more fresh than what you can see the the remnants of bruising on them now and you see uh hudrick and the and the their right hand person and this person was busy doing one of the chants uh it's almost like a ceremonial chant uh, a mantra or a um well, almost like a mission statement or a, a poem of one of the mage towers and it was you know justice knowledge peace and good stewardship were kind of the themes of this and you can you can see the person next to hudrick let's give them a name internet any names oh you know what Uh, I'm going to name this one Ashara. Ashara, thank you. So I'm stealing your name. Not not exactly the same as your name, but, you know, copyright. Uh, Ashara was uh, Hudrick's right-hand person, and they're busy reciting the mantra. And you hear, you see Hudrick turn on his heel in that military way and stalk away at the end of the of the burial and head off down towards the inn to drink. And that guttural growl, and you can hear the grinding underneath. Vengeance. And then... Okay. <laughs> slams the cup down, and then suddenly you're like, back in your seat. Uh, do a composure check for me. I don't know if there's that in Shadowrun. That is. Uh, what do you want to roll? Yeah, that's not it. Uh, I know, it's Shadowrun. Uh, let's go with... <laughs> yeah, make something uh, up, right? Either I, I wisdom or charisma. It's your choice. Uh, it's just to save. So. so you can... Yeah. If you're proficient in either one, you choose Okay. Wisdom it is. 22. So you want to gasp out loud when, this, when these types of things happen to you. But you know well enough that it might not be a great time to draw a lot of attention to yourself. So you, you do manage to stifle it. And you can see Hudrick's gaze kind of taking it in. And in his hawk-like stare, he sees you, locks eyes with you, and gives you this little appreciative 
nod. And then he turns back and looks over at Isold. Uh, can I ready a spell in case he tries to attack? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You don't even have to tell me what. Surprise me. I like surprises. Okay, cool. My luck's already turning around. I can feel it. <laughs> she says out loud. Uh, <laughs> all right. Soup. And uh, sitting next to Empty Wisdom, the lizard folk is busy. He's holding a, a mug of ale, and his long lizard tongue is... Slipping out and dipping in and comes back in. All right. You see Hudrick and the right-hand person and about several others, four of them, begin walking across, shoving people out of the way aggressively, but not... Their hands are near the weapons, but they're not drawn yet. And they are marching across towards Isild, who's eating her soup. What do you want to do? I mean, Talthar is going to watch us. I mean, he knows that Hudruk is from a mage tower that's in alliance with the Tazfarel mage tower. So he, he knows that there's some beef going down, but he doesn't know exactly what's the situation. So he's just observing right now. Um, technically, you, that's cool. Um, you did have a bit of a conversation with Gex on the way back in, so you have made some conversation with him before as well. Just, just a quick reminder. Although I don't need to remind you, you're the, you take better notes. Okay. Yeah, it, we, we talked a little bit about, but he didn't, he didn't say that, um, he said that they were heading back to Taz Farrell while I was heading towards the Spines. So he didn't exactly say oh, we went on a mission to the Spines, then I would have clued in that they were another, they were another party that went there to make contact. I didn't. I don't think he said that to me. So, Gex, can I get you to do a retroactive perception check or investigation? Either one. Let's do investigating for 17. So... This is cut back. Um, go ahead and just just do a roll for me, Talithar. Uh, if you have stealth, you could make it stealth. Uh, but or you just d d twenty. I'm just curious. I'll let the dice decide. Okay. Or is it deception or stealth? Um, either one. The either one would work fine. 17. Ooh. Well then, I'm afraid this comes down to rollies. All right, go ahead and roll a d20, both of you. Let's see who is going to be the uh, the roll-off. I mean, that's what it just was, but we've got to do it again. 19. 19. Oh. You have beaten me. Ah. Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. Uh... <laughs> So, by a hair's breadth, and only by long, not practice, long habit of uh, a, a life spent uh, skulking in the shadows and taking note of valuables, almost out of habit, Gex is quite used to just 
clocking if somebody has something valuable. And this dude is rolling around in this half elf. No, not half, not half elf. He's the half elf. Um, is rolling around in plate mail. Uh, not somebody you'd necessarily wisely choose a fight with, but definitely somebody who has that. That is some coin. So you mm. almost instinctively just kind of take note as you're chatting with him a little bit briefly, and you saw a coin purse. Made note of note of that. But where Talithar do you keep your orb when you've been traveling? The orb. With the secret, probably keep it in uh, my like the backpack that I have on me. Like I probably have some type of satchel. Sure. For traveling. So somehow, maybe you were like putting something away uh, or making note of something, and you had to open your sack just for a heartbeat, almost just the almost out of habit, long habit of like making sure you've got everything that you need, and you just kind of. Just not sift through it, but take a quick, quick look at it. Make sure everything's sealed up. Uh, kind of glance as you're waiting uh, outside this uh, dock masters at one moment. And, you know, you were pretty sure you were well away from people. But Gex is not people. Gex is long practicing thief. He's got a good eye. So... For half a heartbreak, heartbeat, Gex sees a familiar cloth. It's not even the orb. It's the same pattern of kind of cloth that you had been given, wrapped up in a bundle, Gex, that um, you were supposed to uh, shepherd to the spines. You see the pattern of the weave of the cloth that was wrapped around your orb and you recognize it in his pack wrapped around something and only a heartbeat of a glance okay cut back to this time so the rather imposing figures begin to walk towards two of them step past and around Isold and begin to walk around. Uh, because you're sitting right next to Talithar at this point, uh, they kind of have to... Uh, they kind of shoulder up between Talithar and Isold, And that's, like, she's in the next stool over. So it they, they imposingly shoulder their way between Talithar and her in a very non-subtle way. The other two come rolling up directly in front and Hudrick uh, leans on not not jumps on the bar like the image did uh, leans up on the bar right next to her as she's busy eating I'm gonna say Isold um, you can't but notice this as they post up on you and who is it again it's the uh, Al- Alasar and uh, this is or- Hudrick and uh, do a straight up intelligence check for me. Actually, you know what? No, you get this for free. You have seen this man okay. before. You you recognize him, and it takes you a moment to place him because you're pretty sure he was dead. He was the 
inspector who came off the mage ship. And you remember him grilling various people. And he, this is why he stood out to you. He asked you specific questions about uh, what was on the cargo, where are you going, uh, is your captain... Uh, and and he, he was a good interrogator. He didn't like put the screws to you or anything, but he definitely drilled down a little bit and made you squirm and feel uncomfortable with that hawk-like gaze. And it is staring okay. at you now. A fresh scar on his face, but otherwise that same face. As he, I'm just gonna turn. Oh, hello again. How are you? Hello. Good. I'm so clueless. You would remember me. That'll make this oh, next part. You were a, a very good easier. inquisitor, yes. I. And you see him bristle at the word inquisitor. <laughs> I am not an inquisitor. Investigator. Sorry, my bad. I don't know words very well. Clearly. My apologies, internet and players. I'm sure I did accents last week, and I don't remember what they are. <laughs> so it's gonna change. <laughs> I need you and any of your friends to come with me. Don't make a fuss. Oh. Are you gonna inquire again? We have a lot to talk about. Oh, but I'm not on a ship anymore. I'm not even really a ship's person. I was just there, but I'm not very good at it. You probably noticed that. And at I'm this sure point, you're much better than me. As you're talking, his eyes slide off of you and check in with the people behind you as a quick glance, like, watch her. And then he begins to drag his gaze slowly over the whole bar again. But he's still talking to you. And as he turns his head, he's like, You could make it a lot easier if you get your companions. Tell me where they are. I don't know where Gex is. I was throwing up and... Well, he put me to bed and disappeared, and... Well, let's see, who else was there? It's a long time ago. Um, you take oh, a there half was step fella who as you're trying to the... just instinctively and poof, into the, the two, like, guards behind you. And they're just like, thump, thump. Uh -huh. okay, oh, you are thoroughly him. Hello! <laughs> Hi! Um, hold on a second, I'm just thinking. Um... Oh, there was my one friend. He was a turtle person. Oh, his name is eluding me at the moment. I don't have a very good memory either, but I don't know where he is either. And then his friend, the girl, I can't remember. She disappeared. We got off the island, but they weren't with us. Everybody just disappeared. Oh, and that one guy, he wasn't actually our friend. He was a doppelganger and um, found out. And so 
it was a big thing with the dragons, and he ended up getting killed. And he reaches you across know. and grabs I don't you by know the where scruff they are. of your neck and heaves you up. Now he's a he's a pretty slender. I believe he was uh, a half elf, uh, a half elf, and but he's strong. He's like lanky and strong, and he pulls you. He's taller than you. He oh! pulls you up oh! towards him, almost nose to nose, and he says. I will find them with or without your help. Uh, so when he, I, I don't know when, where they are. <laughs> when he grabs Isold, I'm gonna cast Polymorph on him. <laughs> oh, okay then. All the right. Begin. I believe that's a. I actually truly don't know where they are. That's the best fucking part. <laughs> you really should incite me. Um. Oh, he is the whole damn time. Uh, go ahead. Oh, it's a what kind of saving throw is it again? Constitution. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh dear. Okay, he's he's not. Uh, all right. Let me find the right page here. But I'm pretty sure that is a success. I rolled a natural eighteen, so that's that's likely oh. a success. Unfortunately. Uh, um, am I allowed it, it to doesn't... use my? other thing where i can like force a roll on him now or is that like stacking abilities no you can absolutely do that. okay and he rolled an 11 okay he rolls an yeah, 11 if i remember correctly instead. i think you do have to decide that before you've um before you've like heard the result but i could be mistaken well the good news oh, is okay. he hasn't heard the result yet he saw the die roll of 18 so he can decide to swap it out i i was just looking up his save so okay. uh, I'm not sure if that's correct for um for that ability. Like you write for like portent, or something. I believe but... it's called portent. Yeah. So yeah, you that. you see that spell go, and you see this flash of what could have been as it hits him, and his arm begins. At I'm sorry. Uh, what are you hoping to turn him into? Uh, turn him into a squirrel. Into a squirrel. She is see... right. By the way, it's before the roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, is it before? The, it's before the outcome. Before the roll. No, before the roll. Oh, okay. Well, I, okay. I still want it to happen, so we'll we'll let that slide this time. But going forward, you can just be like, "I yeah. want this to work." The rules, it's yeah. fine. So, yeah. oh yeah, in this other world, just, uh, we're learning this one version of the world. You see the hand that's clutching Isold suddenly begin to wither and and sprout fur at the same time and stretch into this tiny little claw, and then this bushy tail kind of forces its way up and out of the back of his pants and and you can see his teeth begin to elongate and the whiskers that are there because he's he's let himself go some begin to elongate into this kind of fuzzy um uh squirrel like squirrel line squirrel i don't know what the the term is uh face but uh, it starts with the hand and you see in one version of things it begins to happen and he's he looks down at his hand transforming and you see him concentrate and just grip his arm just below and begin to whisper and and the hand returns and the, and, and he shakes it away and the fur yeah, okay. begins to just fall off in little in little uh however you saw it coming and so instead you don't start with the hand you start with the tail and he's just like what and everyone else around him starts to gasp, and he's so intent on reading Isold eye to eye, he doesn't notice until it's too late 
and he begin all of a sudden his clothes begin to crumble and collapse and his face kind of into his uh into his tunic and his armor and it falls to the ground in this pile of clothes and, and armor transformed into a squirrel. So it, it did succeed. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna say, since things just got real, let's roll some initiative. I do want to, uh, Hilda to roll initiative too. Oh, okay. I really, really want to do the thing that I was planning on doing. Okay. Which made me invisible. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do some like simultaneous action there. So was, that was a lot of stuff. Absolutely. They had a long conversation. So, uh, Gex? Uh, initiative. Let's let's get the initiative, and then I'll 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 get you to tell me what you were playing, right, or do you want to do it as part of it? My modifier. I can never remember what my modifier there. Twenty-three. All right. And empty wisdom is twelve. Uh, Elias eleven. Oh, uh, fourteen. Hilda, oh, I should write these down. Hold on. Uh, can we? Oh, you don't use the tracker. I okay, probably should mind. use the tracker, but I didn't this time. I'll try to figure that that's out. That's okay. Um, no, that's all right. Team for me. Uh, and who is the twelve again? Oh, that was empty. Yeah. And we got Gex at twenty-three, and we've got Isold at fifteen. Nice. And Hilda at seven. Perfect. I love it when the dice tell a better story than me. All right. So, <clears throat> um, Gex, appropriately, what do you want to do? And we'll do this not necessarily super strict, because I know you, were, you had a thing. So can you highlight for me which guy is the guy? Uh, sure. Let me just jump back to that for a sec. Uh, so... Right up near the bar, Hudrek is standing there, and he's pulled Izzled. Uh, he's actually stepped a little even closer, right nose to nose, up with Izzled there. And you are watching from probably a good... Like, you're, you've just slipped back inside after becoming invisible. Um, he's about to reach out and grab her. We'll say it's that. And then something weird starts to happen. Uh, but yeah, you see... Probably five people uh, of interest in his six people of interest in his immediate vicinity. So, so, the, so, did we decide? Did the guy become a squirrel or not? Uh, it's happening right now. Like as you are deciding, you can see some. You see a bulge in the back of his pants, and you're like, oh, "That's awkward." <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm go my thing is I want to sneak up I was going to sneak up on him and stab him but since he's a, becoming a squirrel well uh, and he also that would be particularly difficult because Ashara you don't know their name but Ashara the right hand person of him is literally posted up behind him hand on their blade ready to draw hence, hence turning myself invisible yep. this was the point ah so I I will I will also assume that some idiot can see me, so I will half trust my invisibility, half also be semi stealthy and 
sneak up on Tim and take my dagger and attempt to like legit um, bulletin board pin him to the ground through his skull with my as he becomes a squirrel. Okay. Um, so this is like preempting the spell. That makes sense. I, I want. I, I, I see that something's happening to him, and and I'm what assuming you... I can. T- I, I want to stab him. Okay. What's and your movement theatrical. speed? I'm just curious. It would just be theatrical if 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 I kind of landed the stab as he became a squirrel and he ended up being impaled into the floor. But anyway. That's oh, I just, love that. Loving the cinematic of that. So five, ten. Yeah. You should definitely hit before the squirrel change 15, happens, but the squirrel 20, change should still happen. Definitely. Thirty, is your speed thirty? Like, right at the end of it happening. Sure. So I'm gonna say okay. you cross the room pretty quickly, invisibly dodging, just bumping into a chair, getting through. Somebody there probably noticed you, but it, you know, no big deal. Um, and you scoot in right past Ashara's guard there, and you. Post up right next to is uh not right next to Hudrick, and you've got your dagger out, and you can see through it like a little bit, um as you're you, to help you know you're translucent, but you still know where you are, um so you are ready to just do it, and then fur and the clothing implodes, and he starts falling towards the ground just as you're going. Go ahead and make your attack with advantage. Let's see if we can't staple him in transit. <laughs> now, are you aiming to pin <laughs> him, or are you aiming to harm him? Oh, I want to. I want to like. It's like. It's like I. It's like I want to. I want to kill him, but also, <laughs> but also like you know, pin him in place with the dagger at the same time. Option I mean, A via option B. <laughs> I'm, I'm like to immobilize by death. Yeah. I, I use death ideally, to make sure you won't like, move. It's a like, different thing if you just wanted to immobilize, like stick through like uh, right. the scruff of his yeah. neck or a non-lethal, like it could still be a stab wound. Uh, I'm just wanting no, to know I'm if you're aiming him. him. I'm stabbing him, but I'm like doing it so hard. I'm hoping the blade like buries itself to the hilt in the wood. All right. So you, you know? come up, you're invisible. You take a deep breath. You're like, oh, I should have stretched. And you just do one of those like full wind up, like pinwheel and stab down. Go ahead and make your attack with advantage. Oh, with it. Oh, it's a nat 20 on the first roll. Damn. All right, go ahead and make your uh, do your damage on this because of course I am. Of course, yeah. I think. Let me check my notes. I think this qualifies for sneak attack. A hundred percent does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Of course. All right. So uh, it's Gex the Impaler. (laughs) Yeah. So what's that added up to? Thirty-two. <laughs> Opening salvo of thirty-two points. Of Sounds about right. Pin him to the Ouch. floor damage. All right. So very quickly, things begin to happen. I mean, they were already happening. They were already quick. Um, there was the grab. There was the, the polymorph as this other guy stands up at the back of the bar muttering. And it's not super subtle to cast polymorph unless you're a sorcerer who can do it subtle spell. So you're, you're actually pretty clear that you did this, Elias. Um, 
Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll let you roll a, a stealth check if you want, or a sleight of hand to try and keep it on the down low a little bit. If you want, Elias. I, I forgot to nah. You're just standing <laughs> up okay. there like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Caroline's woolen cousin's cool line. Thank you, Beard of Twigs. Um, all right. So a couple things happen in quick order. He became a squirrel, and his brief life as a squirrel was significantly more peaceful for the heartbeat as he no longer knew vengeance. All he knew was find the nut, and sleep through the winter. It was a peaceful existence. And then a dagger stabbed right through the center of his squirreline torso, just <laughs> into the floor and right through this squirrel, in through the armor, pinning him to the ground and this tiny little lifeblood seeping out of this squirrel's body. And this, <laughs> this chattering sound. <laughs> And the squirrel dies. And immediately unpolymorphs back into the body of Captain Hudrick. The armor and stuff slightly ill-fitting, not off, but ill-fitting as he comes springing back into his form. Just with the dagger impaled into just the side of his ribcage. Still very much alive. Uh, minus one. So, so it was 32. First. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, 32 minus Rude one. GM. I, I'm mean sometimes. I like. <laughs> um, he he took 31 points of damage. The squirrel absorbed one of that, but 31 points of damage overflow into the body of this angry um, angry Hudrick, uh, who is now impaled in the floor from a vicious wound to his ribcage. Uh, however, still very much alive. All right. Uh, so coming gonna, like now because I've attacked him, I'm gonna become visible, right? Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. So I just be on top of him. Like, oh, dude, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> uh, I'll allow a uh, a deception check. <laughs> oh, it's it's not. Oh well, nineteen. Uh, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear. You're still holding the dagger. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to oh, say you uh, roll with disadvantage. <laughs> oh, 17. <laughs> okay, 17 still pretty damn good. Um, he's just like, <clears throat> and the other people around you, Izzled, uh is taking this in. Uh, the other guards who are right behind Izzled are just like half frozen and like, what am... First their boss becomes a squirrel, then the squirrel gets stabbed and it's their boss again and he's almost dying. Like he's very clearly grievously wounded. And then this guy is there who wasn't there before and it all just happened really fast. Okay. Uh, coming up next. Izzled, what do you want to do? Well, no, wait. That was before we rolled initiative, right? I'm gonna say that was his. It first should still round. be Gex's turn. Um, I kind of like the idea that he st his step out and become. I'm just saying, it's not like Elias time. is burning his turn because he cast Polymorph, right? It happened before initiative. That's anyway. that was the surprise round, and so I was saying like Gex's first turn mm -hmm. was the beginning of initiative, and he got 23, yeah, right. so that's why. 
It's fine. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Izzled, what do you want to yeah, do? I figured I was just going first because I had the initiative. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm so confused right now. You're um, not the only one. As as the character is Izzled. She. I'm a. I'm assuming I've fallen to the ground because he turned into a squirrel. Um, you've landed back on your feet. You don't have okay, to fall I'm, prone per se. I'm, dex- I'm dexterous. Okay, cool. I- I'll just kind of be like, I'll I'll look back at the two guys I backed into, and I'll look down at the well the squirrel, and then I guess the squirrel becomes not a squirrel. Yeah. So I'll look back up at him and be like, he's a deal. I fucking love Dungeons and Dragons. That's the only place I, that sentence can happen. Anyway, I, I think I'd like to go back to bed now because I don't think I'm feeling any better. Oh. <laughs> and I'll just start to cry. All right. <laughs> Action, okay. cry. I'm going to turn to weep. All right. Uh, can I get? I am taking my action to cry. Yes. Uh, can I get you to do a? Per- I'm going to count that as a persuasion roll. Can you go ahead and roll persuasion, please? I mean, you are kind of asking nicely I to go back today. I certainly can. Can certainly try. I don't know. The dice are not usually with. I've got a seventeen. Seventeen. You- you tell me if this really pissed off dude and who's going to accept the that. The one guy right behind you, like right behind you, um, is kind of gruff about it. He doesn't... Well, let me let me see what they come up with. All right. All right. Yeah. So the one guy right behind you is kind of like, oh, um, I mean, what? Sure. And then the other guy next to him carrying the battle axe there uh, to your immediate left kind of gives him a hard elbow. Like, what are you saying? And he's like, what are you saying, Tom? She can't go. And I'll count that as their free action to like one of them pa- failed and one of them passed. And the one guy behind you is like, uh, sure. <laughs> but the other guy's like, she can't go anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, it's not his turn yet. So he can't really do anything. Um, anything else you want to do? Um, I think that at this point, noticing that I might be in a little bit of trouble, I am going to bonus action. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm going to imbue my, uh, as I take my, um, what, do, what do I use? You my... have a spoon right now. I have. <laughs> and a bowl. <laughs> it's a ceramic uh, bowl. It's a ceramic bowl. With some stew in it. It's very hot. <laughs> I, you also have your gear I... if you want. I do. I feel like I would grab for my sickle and as I am, or actually my bow, and as I am, I'm going to imbue it as a bonus action. And as a blood hunter, how do you imbue it? Uh, it has a, on, um, this has always been an interesting, uh, I, like, uh, thing with a blood hunter and a bow. I get with the, because the arrows are separate, 
but I feel like I'm imbuing the bow, which then passes over to the arrows. I don't know. You know, uh, I can kind of make as a as a guy who's played. Guitar you know how for that mechanic years, is kind of weird. Yeah, I'm gonna say that as you touch the string like on the string, it's not very well wound, so it's actually quite. It's 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 almost like a bow and arrow, but with a metal string, like a guitar string. And if you pull on that, it begins to bite into your fingers and draw blood. And then that okay. blood tags onto the arrow and can imbue the arrows. Is that fair? Okay. I think that could work. What I've done in the past is I've had like a m mechanism on the on the bow yeah. that I've used, and that has put the blood into the bow, which then... Sure, I love but it. But either way works for me. Either way, you can have a little sharp edge. You just prick your finger, or or it's the string yeah. itself, and you just. Shh. All right, so your bow yeah. is imbued with your. And I'm gonna take that damage. Absolutely. Coming up, I believe you spent your. I'd say your bonus action was pleading. Uh, I'll, I'll allow that uh, to go back to bed. That. Or is that? So. You... Oh, that's an. That was my action. Oh, that was my your bonus action, action is to imbue. Is your, is your okay? Cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a bonus action for me. And unfortunately, they are somewhat surrounding you. You might be able to use a movement, but you will definitely provoke if they tr if you try to move. No, I'm not. I'm just going to stay there kind of like... <laughs> and go back to my crying. Fair. It's pretty genuine Ooh, crying I took at this full point. damage. As you take Ouch. six Ouch. points of crimson right damage as you just rake your hand over that mechanism and it's just blood just trickling down and then immediately getting absorbed into and coating a bit of the bow. All right, coming up next, we got Talithar. These two big thugs standing right in front of you, relatively little, fairly frightened girl pleading to go back to bed, dropped uh, her stew bowl. Talithar, no. what do you want to do? This is kind of like a confusing situation because there's a little crying girl there's uh, a Goliath that Talathar spoke with mm -hmm. but also Hudrick that Talathar is also having has shared a drink with and knows is an ally with the mage towers and he doesn't know that the others are working for Tazferal at this point and in fact you overheard most of the conversation with Isold, actually all of it, and you distinctly heard Hudrick say, uh, and you saw him bristle at being called an Inquisitor, so that reinforces yeah. that. So, what do you want to do? So, uh, Talfar is going to step up off his stool and call out to everyone to back down. And I'm, like basically, he 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 starts to get like he he tends to be a very kind of like, um, you know, affable guy, like when he's just chatting. But then when he he has a bit of like a craziness, a menacing craziness to his eyes when he's about ready to fight, um, and he starts to show that, um, so he's. He's going to basically try to intimidate everybody to, to just settle down. All right. Please roll intimidation. Uh, could I give him my roll? The other use of portent? 
If you want to, absolutely. <laughs> this tiny little almost moat hovering around you, and you know it's it's a good one. I think. I assume it's a good it's one. A, it's a nineteen. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, full disclosure: Gordon can make his own nineteens, as we have seen repeatedly in this game. <laughs> so I just want to point out: you know, you're welcome to do it. I'll take it. Absolutely. So what does that look like when you grant this portent to someone else, Elias? Oh, Elias is not a shown in any way, shape, or form. So he's just, it's very, like, Jean Grey, X-Men, like, 90s, where he's just holding out his head. It, I, he has no flourish. Like, he is, he's not a showman. Nice. Yeah. Just, just the classic, <laughs> no! And this little, almost imperceptible, <laughs> wibble in the air just goes and passes between you for a second uh pretty much no one would ever know but you know all right talithar as you summon that that craziness in your own eye and your eyes that's 26 then 26 to intimidate (laughs) to settle down all right let's make some rolls oh so the person right next to isold um the one who had been kind of caving, uh, almost willing to let this little girl go, he is cowed immediately. Uh, and you can just see it in his... He spins around as like, almost drops his blade, that lowers it to the floor. Like, oh, 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 God. Like, he's following your orders. Yes, sir. And you even hear him say, because he's right in your face. You hear him say, yes, sir, and lowers his blade. The guy with the battle axe is like, come on, Tom. He clearly is not cowed as he rolls uh, extremely high. Um, Hudrick, I'm going to say, uh, for his part, although he fails the intimidation check, um, he is a little busy bleeding and angry and confused and wondering, maybe that squirrel life might have been a more peaceful. Uh, And so he looks up at you with irritation, but he is, for the moment, cowed. Uh, Ashara, right next to him, uh, hearing all this commotion, spins around, and it's like almost that slow motion uh, spin as uh, as Ashara's like, and then sees you order and flinches uh, actually almost away from Gex. Gex, you could do an opportunity attack if you want to as Ashara moves back. Like, what? Just trying to figure this out. If you want it, take it. If you don't, you don't have to. For an opportunity attack on who? On Ashara, who was watching Hudrick's back as they step back away from Talithar. Leaving your... You you don't have to, but you can choose to do an opportunity attack if you'd like. Uh, Could I just, like, not try and hurt them, but trip them? Uh, I would allow that, sure. Yeah. Oh, but before yeah. you do, hold on. I need you to do. Um, let's say. Uh, let's say charisma saving throw. Sounds good. Charisma against Talithar's force of person of personality. Uh, ordering everyone to stop. Roll, Are, rolls a ten. Okay, so you're about to be like, hey, I can trip them, and then Talithar's like, stop. Settle. What did you say again? Said everyone, stand down. And you're like, 
So you hesitate in that moment. It's such a clear order that uh, the moment passes and Ashara steps away and you just miss your opportunity. Uh, everyone else in the bar drops like awkwardly quiet and stops um, and turns and looks over towards Talithar, taking this all in. All right. Talithar, anything else? That was your action. Um, you know, knowing that I probably didn't get everybody, I am going to bonus action Wrathful Smite on my blade. Nice. So you draw, or do you just hold it? I, I don't draw the blade, but I okay. have it. So when, you when grab people the see it, it's yeah. like a, an ornate dragon scale scabbard with a dragon's head on the pommel. Uh, clearly a magical sword. And I just kind of like, as I'm kind of looking at everybody, I just go, and people could just feel see shadows kind of envelop the envelop it and i'm just holding it at the ready it's almost like a really subtle version of the um uh the what's the lightsaber that mando has uh, the dark saber it's a little the subtle the edging around it almost becomes a negative vast relief of the blade itself and and it's just it just adds to the intimidation factor okay that's your turn um, coming up next, Hudrick <coughs> coughs up a gout of blood and uh, in that moment rolls away from Gex uh, if, uh, and tries to get up on his, uh, onto his knees anyway uh, and actually tries to move back almost instinctively and foolishly away from Gex. Um, I'm going to say you didn't burn your reaction because you were intimidated into not using it. So, Gex, you do have an opportunity attack here. If you want. Uh, I feel like he's very much going to do that. Okay. So the squirrel man tries to roll away from you. What are you going to do to him? Well, I mean, like I drove the dagger into him, right? And it was pinned to the floor, and it was so deep in him. I'm going to assume... It's embedded in his rib cage. Yeah, I'm just gonna try and like move it. Oh, just reaches out and grabs it and pulls to the side. That is just nasty. Go ahead and make your attack. Like, like, like a sliding it in a groove. You do not you know? have advantage though. Uh, you don't have advantage, but you do have an ally right next to him as Isold. So I, you could do sneak attack if you haven't this round. Oh wait, you, you did. Uh. I did. Yeah, so, so you can't do it again, unfortunately. But you can get the opportunity to attack. Flyers. Seven. So, uh, 23. That definitely grabs. So you grab the dagger and slide it sideways. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, what is my... The eight more. So, uh, it's only seven more damage. Still. That's a fair bit of damage. Oof. Oh, he, it, he, he gasps and just clutches his side. Of As you greet and you've retrieved your dagger. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, look at that guy. You. Let me help that guy help you. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> uh, wait, I can't read my writing. Hold on. Oh, was that, Empty. Was that their whole turn? Uh, 
Oh, no, that, it wasn't. Thank you. Uh, so he yeah. gasps. I'm, I am going to make him do a concentration check based on the pain, though, uh, as he begins trying to cast something as he's now no longer in melee next to you. He succeeds. Um, and yeah. Okay, so Gex, he looks up at you as he clutching his ribcage that is torn, just just torn open in this one spot. And he looks at you and he goes, we'll meet again. And he disappears from view. Okay, then. Okay. You can no longer see him. Um, and it takes you a few seconds and uh, he continues his moves. Uh, and you, you hear and see driblets of blood on the, on the wood, but it's kind of dim in here and you can't see beyond the five feet of where he was. You get the impression he's moving away, but you can't say exactly where he ends up as he, as he moves away from you somewhere. Okay. Mm. Coming up, coming up next. That's his turn. Thank you. Now it's empty wisdom's turn. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, empty wisdom. What do you want to do? So I'm going to kind of roll the clock a little bit. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, I love that time. During this part shit. Of conversation with is originally like before then, I think that empty was kind of just like, okay, there's lots of people suddenly there were before, but they weren't as like in my space because they were avoiding lizard man guy whose name I should probably write down. So I remember it less, um, less wrong, less wrong. Yeah. Lesser on? Okay, great. That's easier. Yeah. Um, so she was just like, okay, I need to like do some breathing, do some meditation. I think probably Edwin actually like turns to him and is just like, would you meditate with me? I don't know whether it does or not or not, but maybe. Um, so she's like started going into some meditation, just like some like deep breathing exercises. And then all of that happened, right? Nice. Polymorph, stab, <laughs> crying, paladin chanting like everyone stop, and she just screams like I'm not gonna do it because <laughs> that's not good for anybody here. But <laughs> your neighbors um, call the police. The game grinds to a halt. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she like sort of reverts back, like like she was trying to breathe, and then her intermittent meditation gets like interrupted and she screams and pulls in and this like spectral manifestation of her spirit comes out and basically encapsulates her in like a tree like branches appear coming out from her shoulders this like weaving of branches goes in front of her face that just like covers it um, and she just screams, and um, so that is a bonus action and two key points to summon all that stuff nice. in the actual technical terms of the game. Um, and one of the features is that I can amplify my voice to like 300, so why not? She screams very loud. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Um, oh, as I keep a player the and a character, I don't have an intent. This is just what she's doing. Here we so go. Sorry, audience. Roll, I just I have will. to do this real fast. Here. There. Now you don't have sure. to scream, Darcy. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't have an intent and she doesn't have an intent, but that is what happens. So if you want me to roll something, I can. Um, I'm going to get you to just Otherwise, this like, roll... astral mash appears over her face. 
Um, and these branches appear sort of behind her. I'm, I'm going to say roll intimidation with okay. with advantage. So I was kind of wondering if you'd say that because one of the abilities of the Astro Mask is you have advantage on intimidation checks. This is clearly <laughs> a like... thought of this. And there's like a half beat between when the mage disappears and begins to roll away and all this stuff is going on. There's like a half breath as Gex is like, where'd he go? And everybody else is trying to figure out and Talithar's like, getting ready. And then, the scream and, and uh, everybody thank you for stops. That, uh, it's good to have that advantage because she's not actually trained in intimidation. This is just, this is pure and guttural and like deep-seated real emotion. And she gets uh, with advantage on that twenty. Nice. Okay, so here's here's exactly what happens. Uh, so all of that goes down, and then you scream, and it just instead of just petering off at the end of the scream, it's like it's a chain, and it just echoes through the whole place, and mm-hmm. then with amplified by this magical effect. Uh, but it's wow, some of the feet. Good. Holy crap! So a couple things happen. Number one, everyone in the bar reacts ever so slightly differently to this. So those who were ready to, like, fight um, are, like, startled by this incredible intensity. Um, Those who were just sitting here in their cups, uh, what they take in and what um, Lesrin, the lizard man sitting there, takes in is um, you, you have been watching all this go down and there's a heartbeat pause and the tension is almost socially too much. And... Even though it's not focused on you, all of a sudden you're just like, and and the, it's so compelling that the lizard man across from you, who's been trying to meditate as well, just instants before, kind of opens that, mm-hmm. sees you screaming, and assumes it's still part of the meditation and begins yelling with you. Um, and yeah, if he is, actually was like going along with the the uh, meditation with me, I did want to like have my hands like. You know, palms up on the table. So, like, oh yeah, we're the just, lizard like, person definitely hands, doing the screaming. same thing and just <laughs> howling. And everybody in the whole place is just like, uh, and and at first it was over at uh, uh, Talithar, and then shh, moment stolen by this uh, relatively diminutive human next to this massive lizard man howling at the top, of, like beyond, unreal, almost like rock level. Uh, rock concert level screams. Okay, thank you. Nice. That's me. <laughs> I should mark down those key points. Elias. What do you want to do? Yeah, so Eli watches this all go down and he's just like, oh no. <laughs> um, And he's just going to cast Blink. <laughs> nice. Solid, solid. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea what's going on. So, yeah, he's going to disappear and uh, just kind of continue to figure out what the hell is going on. I, I just have to say this. Your grandma told you there'd be days like this. And and you're just like, <gasps> and blink out of existence. I love it. Uh, all right. That is um, pretty much your turn, right? Yep. All right. Coming up next. A couple things. Uh, most uh, 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 it's set up one way on the dice, but <laughs> outside the inn, it's a beautiful evening. On the ocean, 
it is calm. You can hear, you can smell the salt in the sea. There's a nice breeze blowing, uh, still a little ways off from the turn towards winter. It's like late, uh, mid-autumn, let's say, but um, it's still warm. It's that perfect late autumn day. The sun has is almost set off on the horizon. It is stunningly beautiful on this, not tropical island, but uh, semi-temperate island. And the walk up from the wharf was relaxing. The outrigger canoe ride was um, not exactly a lot of fun, but it was certainly not trying. And you've heard, you've been asking around as you go, uh, and it is not hard. You know who you're looking for. And it's easy to track a Goliath and a lizard man. And so you get descriptions of various people you stop along the way. And they point you towards, oh yeah, I saw them go. They went down to the inn over there. Hilda. It's a beautiful day, evening. And you walk up, there's a patio. You're like, yes, a patio. It's still patio weather. And it's for half a heartbeat, you see one door open, and it's like somebody started to come out and then changed their mind. They open the door, then nothing, and then it closes again. And you're like, that's weird. But whatever. <laughs> and there's people on the patio drinking. And you walk up to the main entrance, and you see these two dudes standing near there. You're like, eh, that's a lot of security for a little, little town's inn. But, you know, the two dudes with crossbows at the front door, kind of keeping an eye on things. Um... But they're they're currently kind of looking off down, and you kind of walk right right near them, and you walk kind of between them, and you open the door to the inn, ready to meet up with your friends and greet adventures, and then you hear everyone settle down. Ah, ah I'll get you. Ah, and then that blood curdling scream. And you are standing in the entryway to the inn. I will need a name for this inn, folks. Uh, Internet, (laughs) you're welcome to name our inn. Uh, Players, you're welcome to name our inn. Hilda, Uh, what do you want to do? I definitely feel like that drift of, you know, some community where he brings in the pizzas and everything's on fire. Yes! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Actually, Cannon, you're bringing something. I, I'm bringing. I'm bringing. <laughs> I, I'm bringing hot pies. Apparently, <laughs> you stopped off at the market. The guy you chatted with was a pie yeah. salesman. He was real nice. You bought a bunch of pie. You're yeah. feeling kind of flush with all your dragon money. I was like, you know, if I'm gonna find my friends, the gang, I want. I want to give them a hot pie each. You know, I know yeah. I was trying on their difficult journey yeah and, and as i and the next thing you the... know it's just <laughs> <laughs> no fire yet but i'm like just standing in the doorway wondering if i have the right directions then i see gex yeah you see gex <laughs> crouched ready to murder you see a bunch of armed guards none of them looking at you um <laughs> you You see Izzel just across kind of being half held, uh, not actually held, but really close to this guy with this axe. Um, 
Another dude in plate mail nearby. Yeah, you take it all in in a heartbeat. Just like, what the f***? Just happened here. <laughs> but I see that Gex is holding a bloody dagger. Chisel's crying. Uh, my mind's jumping to conclusions. What? Who's hurting? My adventuring companions. <laughs> nice. In fact, I'm going to say you actually say that out loud. I say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Who's hurting? What's my adventuring companions? <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, do you hold on to the pies or do they hit the ground? Oh, man, I spent a bit of money on these pies. But I guess in, in my in my thoughts, I, I am going to ready my hands on my weapon. So in the instance, I kind of like let go of the pies and the pies fall. Of course. So the pies <laughs> hit the ground. <laughs> they smell so good. Maybe maybe it's okay. Five second rule. But you grab your weapons and ready to rock. Um. You're not really sure. It's a pretty crowded place. You're not really sure who might be friend or who might be foe. Well, you know who your friends are, but that's about it. Um, I'm gonna say you probably. I'm gonna say you used only about five feet of your movement as you kind of last little bit came up to the door. This was open the door and uh... <laughs> All right. Um. So you do have your full movement. What do you? Where do you want to go? You go ahead and move yourself if you want to, or stay put. It's your call. Hmm. I, I think it might be a good call to stay put, you know? Still, like, block of exit route if there was anybody who wanted to escape justice for harming my adventuring companions. Nice, you're going to hold the door <laughs> in case your friends, like they so often do, have to make a run for it. That's probably wise. <laughs> All right, so you're holding the door. Very cool. Okay. Now the guards finally begin to respond. Half of them are sluggish and terrified. I'm going to give everybody who failed their save a frightened condition. I, I, I'll say approximately half. We actually know. Uh, between the two intimidations, uh, I have to roll again for the second one. So no. Yes. No. Sorry, I'm just going <laughs> around the table here. No. Nope. Yup. Nope. Nope. No. No. All right. So you can overhear the guards who were just outside the door with the crossbows hear all this commotion. They both look at each other like, we should go in there. You go in there. Oh. <laughs> so those guys are cowed. Uh, these two who were busy kind of keeping an eye on on some of the patrons and kind of marching around, uh, they, um, they're just kind of taking it in and getting ready, waiting. They're looking around for Hudrek and, and not having Hudrek there. They call out, Ash, Ash, what do we do? Uh, and Ash, uh, who was one of the few who saved actually these two who are in the thick of it were actually the only two to save. So, uh, Ash turns around and be like, block the exits, idiots. These people murdered our companions. 
Uh, and then Ash turns and takes a swing at Gex because they're right next to you. So, uh, Gex. Uh, that is going to be... Oops, keep flipping past that page. Uh, that is going to be a... It does an 18 hit your armor class. All right. And just in time, Gex gets stabbed. Aww. All right. So you take uh, five points oh, of that. damage, Gex. Uh, slashed with the, with the longsword as Ash swings their blade. Um, the other one, who isn't totally cowed, turns and tries to grab onto Izzled. Uh, so, Izzled, it's a it's a contested athletics uh, or acrobatics. Okay, I can use either one, right? Yep. I will use acrobatics. I'm going to try to be a slippery little fucker. All right, you got to beat a 20. <laughs> I did not. Uh, okay, so you are grappled as this guy with the hand, with the axe uh, grabs on to you. Uh, you're, I don't know if I have a grappled condition. Get but... your filthy boss off of me. That works. Nice. So you can't move, but you can still act. All right. The other one right next to Talithar is like steps back away and uh, kind of turns. And actually, as they're step, they're kind of take a look at Talithar and the blade lowers still and they kind of take it in. Talithar, are you wearing anything that is obviously um on your person, a symbol of your allegiance to the mage towers? Yup. Oh, right. You had a crest of some kind, right? Yeah, I, I had a crest. But if, if people like look closely at the... Yeah, like a badge. Yeah. If people look closely at the arm, at the armor, too, like, they'll, they'll know it's kind of more along the lines of the mage tower. Like, he's, he's not that subtle about it. Fair enough. As subtle as a paladin can be. Um, exactly. Oh, sick burn on paladins. Uh, so <laughs> take that paladin. Oh, we got we've got two of them here. All right. Um, but yes, the the one who's right next to you, who said yes, sir, and lowered their blade when you intimidated them, looked down and saw the crest that you carry. Kind of, it's revealed as your cloak falls away as you reach for your blade or something, and it's kind of like, oh, oh, I know what that is, and. Uh, All right, so uh, uh, he actually turns around, stands next to you, and goes, Everyone, calm down. It'll be okay. So he's actually kind of kind of obeying you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, just a quick question. Bef um, if we're at the top of the round, could we possibly take a wee break? Absolutely. I was thinking continue? this would be coming up on that. Uh, so. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, that resolves what the guards are doing as they grab onto Izzled. Uh, everybody else is kind of locked in and a bit afraid, and you're all waiting what happens next in this quiet little town of Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> all right, Internet, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Everybody, let's, what do we think, 10? 10 minutes or so? All right, grab yourself a beverage of your choosing, and we will return with some more Dungeons & Dragons uh, and don't forget, we do take suggestions for names, for episodes, uh, MVP for the for the day, uh, and ads, and uh, in names. We need a name for our in. So uh, we'll be back in 10 minutes, and we'll see you back here in a few. Thanks. Hold on. You didn't like my name?
Oh, I didn't see your name. What was your name? It's the oh. name of a real place. It's exactly. Oh, yeah, why don't you say it? That, that's lovely. <laughs> see, well, the owner of the tavern, his name is very clearly Richard. And this place is halfway between Taz Burrell and the Spines, so it's Big Dick's halfway in. <laughs> and that's canon. All right, <laughs> we'll be back in 10. <laughs> All right. All bulges aside, wow. we are back we on the internet. Into some serious territory, folks. Yeah, this is now on the internet. In full disclosure, we're discussing bulges and snakes, but not like that. But oh no. Anyway, what? It's a legitimate conversation. All right, so we are back. And at, at this moment, something happens just at the bottom of the round. This voice calls out, Hey! This kind of behavior doesn't fly at Big Dick's halfway in. Take your arguments outside, please. And then the big bristly bearded bartender kind of scoots back, like half intimidated behind, pardon me, behind the bar. All right. We are on the cusp of a bar brawl. What? what do you want to do? It is we we can keep uh, let's uh, you can do free action talks and stuff if you want. Uh, but there is a brief pause as everybody sees the pies falling on the ground and um, <laughs> the the who direct guy is nowhere to be seen and Asher is just taking a sl slash at Gex. Gex, it is your turn. What do you want to do? Do I see Oh. Oh, sorry. You can do free actions and and see things if you want. Uh, it's just Kind of. I was um, gonna ask if I see Gax. Oh, hundred percent. He's like, no, he's a he's about ten feet away from you. He is visible. I'll, I'll kind of look over to him and be like, um, Gax, uh, is there something you forgot to tell me? And you're literally like being held by the scruff of your your collar. Um. It's not that I forgot. I'll say this in the middle of doing what I'm going to do next. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I was a little preoccupied. Who, who slashed me? Uh, Ashra, who is right next to you on the map there. Um, I don't... You should be able to see the names, I think. No. Really? Oh, weird. I don't. Anyway, this person okay. right next to you is one of the few people who still kept their heads, and uh, she stepped towards you and slashed at you, and you kind of tried to get out of the way, but not quite fast enough. I they they show I I can see the names on the if I flip to the stream, but they're not showing on roll twenty to uh, okay. players. Oh, weird. Yeah, I'll I'll see what I can do about roll twenty later. But anyway, yeah, there's a timer right. for that. It's whatever. Uh, well, I mean, if you slash me, I take that personally. So. I'm going to um, do a little rapier stabbing. All right. You draw your blade. I mean, let's rephrase that. I'm going to stab him with my rapier. All right. Go ahead and make your roll. And while you are stabbing with your rapier, what are you what are you saying to uh, to Isild there? I'll be like, well, oh, that's a good roll. 
he's uh, <laughs> 26. Whew, that hits. Um, well, I would have told you, but I was busy <laughs> trying to deal with this magey bastard. Mm. What's the damage on that? Unfortunately, I don't think you, unless you have something to give you advantage, I don't think you can apply sneak attack. I have an ally. Not within five feet. Not within five feet, unfortunately. What's five feet? <clears throat> yeah, she'd have to be right next to them. And she's uh, ten feet away, but she's not five feet away, so. Unfortunately. Actually, anyway, do you have the fine. rogue thing where you can stay still for a turn? Is it a whole turn? And then, no, that's, you haven't. You haven't. You'd have to. So, you'd have to like steady aim yeah, to get advantage. Yeah, in Tasha's, they added a, a just like generic action rogues can take. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. you can't do that and stab this round. But you could queue it up for next. No, you time. can. The bonus oh. action. Yeah, oh. it's 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 advantage. busted. They just were like, "What if what if what if rogues just didn't have to try?" I was like, "Okay, that's a choice you made, Tasha." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna house rule that and say. Uh, I think you have to. I think you have to spend. That's it. super fair. Everything in Tasha's is up to GM approval. I that think, is just in the book. I think <laughs> like... you have to find some way to explain it. Now, Steve, you do have plot points. Things could happen. Um, the, there is chaos reigning. Empty is still. The ringing scream is still in your ears. Something could happen right now that could maybe help you out if you want to spend a plot point for you. What do you think, Steve? But you gotta spend the plot point. It's not for free. Well, I don't have any idea off the top of my head, but the idea of, you know, spending a plot point for things to be good sounds nice. I mean, uh... Oh, man. Alright, well, I'll give you a few seconds to think about what you think could happen in this particular arrangement that might allow you to get advantage. It doesn't have to be super mechanical. It could be anything. All right. Um, in fact, we'll, yeah, we'll circle point. back to you for a second. Uh, let's do next up. Isold, what do you want to do? The guy has a good grip on you uh, and you're kind of hanging there watching uh, Gex try to explain okay. things. I am going to um... Cast, Ooh. I think. Okay. Charm person. Nice. All right. Who do you want to target with your charm person? There's. Now I just want to make sure I can do that because it's vocal and somatic. Yep, that's totally Am fine. Am I still allowed to? Yep, I'm you can allowed cast. To do You're the just not somatic? allowed to move. He's not going to let you walk away but you can still have actions. Um, so I'm gonna say there's immediately, within immediate sight, you've got um, the guy who's grabbing you with the battle ax. Uh, oh yeah. You've got Ashra, oh, yeah. who's trying to stab no. Steve there, uh, Gex. So, no, no. Uh, there's also this big paladin dude, like in plate mail, who's like, settle down. He looks like he's pretty commanding. 
presence just behind. His armor isn't quite the same as the others, but you, I don't know if you know he's with them or not. And this uh, almost confirming it. There's another guy right next to him nodding and being like, yeah, yeah, everyone. Oh. It, 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 hold on, there's a misunderstanding. And that's this Yuren, Yuren, Yuren guy. So I'm casting it on the guy who's holding me. Almost I, in like a Jedi fashion, this is not the, you know, blood hunter you are looking for. Of course. Basically, drop me. <laughs> like, let me go. Absolutely. All right. For a moment, though, I almost want to. I Am I allowed to do plot points? I'm a DM. You oh, are. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what, Bella. Do a roll for me, D20. We're going to let the dice decide. Okay. You're, well, you're feeling just stressed. so you know, it's a D16. Okay. 16. DC oh, 16. Okay. Oh, you're going to win this. I rolled a two. Never mind. <laughs> just so, my, uh, just a little bit. It's a by race a hair. to the bottom, folks. <laughs> the winning number is a six. For those listening to the podcast later. Is old wins. You get your will. I'm sorry. I would never take your decisions from you, but it, it would have been convenient if Talithar got charmed by you. I'm just saying. Pull the party together. Um, uh, <laughs> you, you know, that's, that's bad. <laughs> that, that's a way of making somebody mad afterwards. <laughs> it's true. Um, so the the big wisdom guy, sixteen. Wisdom sixteen save. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another two. Mm-hmm. So his grip on you immediately slackens. He'd been slowly reeling you in and like getting into a into a kind of a grip, like not just like walk away, but like a chokehold almost. And his arms mm -hmm. just kind of go slack and he meets your eyes and there's this moment of recognition. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, it's okay. It's, it's Don't who worry just told about me it. that he needed to talk to you and... He said you murdered oh. all my kept my old captains. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Well, he's just a silly man. But you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to go right over here and you just go about your business. Okay? Bye-bye. Okay. And I'm I'm getting out of there. Sure. Uh you start to walk away. Uh technically Talathar, you have an opportunity attack if you want it. Just saying. No, I'm not gonna. Okay. So, Izzel walks. Where are you headed? Uh, you see Hilda, too. She's right at the entry. You see everybody. Which way do you want to go? Out of the inn? Up to the stairs? Over to the table? Where do you want to be? Um, I feel like I would. Where's Gex located? Like, uh, in this... he's 10 feet right in front of you, right there. But he's okay, engaged in combat. I've... That person is swinging a sword at him, and he's swinging his rapier back. Isold is how much damage go, was that, by the way, Steve? Because that was a hit. That I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even roll that. Uh, oh, okay. You were trying to come up with why you should have advantage. Um. Yeah. Um. Whoops. Because of my striking good looks, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you, are you going to plot point I that? Mean, you can spend that plot point and just dazzle them. <laughs> right, you know, 
Yeah? It's, it's one, become one of those, like, shots in a cartoon where the, like, uh, art style changes. <laughs> there's rose petals, the background is pink, there's part music suddenly. It's like that scene in Willow. It's got a wing back in the bar, pick up a drink. So I'm just gonna go right over here to the kind of corner. I think I'm safe there. Uh, like, yeah. Well, there's there are two big guards like right next to you almost. So, if you want a clear path, it's further towards the door, kind of right about here, probably about as far yeah, as yeah. you can get. Yeah, okay. I'm so gonna you, go there. So that's so you press pass kind of behind Gex there, just squeezing through uh, as he reaches behind the bar and grabs uh, grabs a drink and you know, I don't you know. I don't always battle, but when I do, it's with advantage. Um, so plot point, you dazzled with your amazing good looks there, Steve. That was your plot point. You get two per game, just, just saying. Or whenever I say refresh, you did spend one. And I will also say that Ashara looks at you, and, and I'm not saying she's got daddy issues, because you're a bit older. <laughs> But she definitely has a type, and you are apparently it, as she just kind of looks <laughs> at you as you lean back and grab this drink and toss your non-hair and take a sip and say your line and then brandish your rapier. And she's just like, yo, yo, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> as she gets stabbed. <laughs> Willow, I salute you. Anyway, we'll keep going. Uh, that's what that movie's from. All right, let's keep going. Uh, coming up next, uh, that was Hilda's turn. Oh, not Hilda. That was uh, Isold's turn. Uh, coming up next, Talithar. What do you want to do? Uh, okay. So there's still fighting going around, going on. Yeah, right in front of you, two people. Ching, ching, ching. Um, the guy in front of me is he fighting? Like he got charmed, so he's not fighting anymore. He's right? not. He lets the girl go. He appears to be kind of letting things cool off. And he almost, he doesn't quite step out of your way, but there's an easy path around him if you want. Okay. So I'm just kind of like, I'll step in. And I'll, is anyone else in the area acting aggressively or is it just Gex and, and uh, Ash? Currently, it's just Gex and Ash. Although these two way over on the far side at this table Oh, I love the art, Darcy. Thank you. Uh, I just noticed that. Um, are busy, like, still... They'll, they'll, like, scream a while. It's part of this almost meditative. Uh, and then the lizard... Yeah. And then when... Um, empty kind of pauses... Yeah. <laughs> empty kind of pauses to take a breath. The lizard man just like... <laughs> and it's so compelling and overriding that it's actually a few of the other people in the bar like the locals are kind of like ah! as it now appears that this is a kind of a local fight between these two um kind of fencing and it's almost it's actually it's not just stab it's like ching 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 stab. like there's some flourishes and maneuvers uh on these dice rolls it's not it, it's for the whole six seconds it's not just a single swing so it, there's definitely some parrying and then uh gex knocks Ash asha's blade down into the ground and grounds it out and then stabs her in the shoulder doing how much damage again there steve just 10 
All right, no problem. Uh, yeah, this is a fairly robust individual, and she's almost... You can see... Yeah, I'll give you this for free with your passive insight. You can see that she's, like, enjoying the duel. <laughs> You're a worthy adversary. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Talithar, what do you want to do from there? Ah. Uh... Hmm. Um. You look around. There's well, no kinda, sign of Hudrick. He's he's disappeared. Yeah, I kind of right want them to stop, though. To stop fighting. All right. You um, could try to get in the way. You could try to disarm. You could try again to command them. Hmm. Yeah. You, you know what? I'll. Um. I I don't want to use my channel divinity. <laughs> that's kind of a, an ace in the hole but um i'll i'll tell them i'll call out to them again like this time a little bit more insistent angly to stand down to stop fighting like all right uh, i'm gonna let you choose either persuasion or intimidation in this case i'll go persuasion same role but nice. that yeah, so. All right, make your roll. Twenty-six. Whoa. Okay, so let this be a lesson for everybody. I wasn't kidding when I said that Gordon can make his own 19s. <laughs> On the regular. Like, that is... Anyway. All right, so... 26. <laughs> okay. Everybody seems... Uh, go ahead, Gex. I need you to roll uh, either charisma saving throw or a an insight check. Your choice. Kind of, kind of all the same. Uh... That's one. 17. 17 is not enough. You This rather commanding presence walks forward, and before, while it was a, a command, and you have this innate urge to just rail against authority, the tone has shifted, and is now, there's a slight, not undignified plead in, in the voice. Stand down. So he will. What he'll do is he'll, <laughs> he'll kind of like stand up straight and like reach out and put his arm like over the shoulder of uh, the the woman that he just stabbed and pull her in and be like, ah, slap her on the back and go to the barkeep. Barkeep, two beers. <laughs> nice. Uh, and she's getting lined up to just run you through and then pulls it like into this big Goliath. Uh, all right, we'll we'll resolve that in a few seconds. All right, coming up next. Um, I, I mean, you don't have to. You know, if anybody gets ideas, feel free to switch it up. Uh, all right. Huh. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think about this for a second. 
I'll just say while there's a gap there, yeah. probably um, I, I, I'm, I'm picturing this like unnatural calm sort of like descending over empty. Just like there was the screaming and then... Um, it is I your turn too. I remember what your paladin's name is. Oh, did that guy die or something? Hudrick is nowhere him. to be seen. He right, vanished. He, he, uh, he invisibility out. Yeah. Um, one of the weird things about the astral visage, which is the uh, you know the, the mask, is that despite being an astral visage, it does not allow you to see invisible people. What's up with that, anyway? Um, I think that's a miss. You know, flavor fail. They definitely should have let you do that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think so. There's this like sort of an unnatural calm that descends over her at this moment of the um, sort of like final like persuasion. Uh, not that it was directed at her, but still, like, she's there mm-hmm. and she just sort of stands up very abruptly, almost like she's like kind of a different person, just like stands bolt upright. Uh, I imagine she's sitting at like a bench there, looks like, and it just yeah. like falls over. Um, she looks at. Um, Isla? I don't remember what his name was. I immediately Talithar? forgot. I said I was going to remember. Gordon's character? Is that his? No. My character is Talithar. Uh, Lesserin? Oh, Lesserin, the, the lizard person. Yeah. Um, follow my lead. And it turns, like, again, like, these are very, like, sort of stiff movements and just starts to, like, calmly walk forward into, um, the uh i guess there's not really a fight going on there anymore but like you know that was sort of the momentum that there was was happening sure um absolutely and empty sort of just like ends up walking through i guess um like right into I the mess just kind of i guess if there's not really a fight happening there she probably will have more of a like this sign of like trajectory sure. just like Anyone who sees her walking through with these, like, spectral branches growing from her back and this mask over her face. Um, just a, like, spectacle of, like, steady, calm uh, walking through and trying to exude that over people as she just sort of, like, walks through this chaos and out the front. Sure. Um, and there's this... And anyone, like, nearby just, like... There's this weird, like, dichotomy happening where it's this, like very calm and deliberate and just like walking straight forward and then also like if she is getting near anything these like spectral like branch like arms just like lash out and knock it back anybody like nearby as she just like yeah and there's quite a crowd like through at the tables yeah. and stuff so they're kind of shoved and some of the chairs um, how f- much distance do i have um have 60 feet yeah i could probably get to well i've got um I have unarmored movement. Which oh, yeah. Me, I think an actual... You're a monk. You could fly to the moon and back. <laughs> yeah, so my, my normal speed is 45. If I wanted to dash, I could go up to... Oh, yeah. You I can get all the way, to... and there's this dwarf 90. standing there just gearing up right in the doorway, and you walk up to her, and you get all the way to her, uh, and you walk mm-hmm. right past Isold, who had been kind of in the center of all this. Um so I'm not sure if it makes sense to actually use the dash because the idea is this like sort of calm march forward sure. to have that kind of like exude out. So this is it's almost like it's yeah. I, I I'm just sort of following up the persuasion just to like exude that sort of calmness. I'm not doing anything supernatural here. It's just 
carried with the sort of mantle and, of and um, given the nature the strangeness me. of your personage you you're human but mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're now something much much more so in that yeah. moment there's this hush that falls and you walk over almost next to Izzel there as if kind of ushering them out and the lizard person's like what oh all right and he starts standing up and starts making cool. his way uh he's quite a bit slower than you though um over sure. towards you and just kind of trailing behind you by about 10 15 feet and the guards nearby are kind of like oh I, i've been told to stand down um and but they're eyeballing there's still a sense of tension in the room can i do anything to like assuage that tension right? sure like, let's do intent. uh mechanically let's make it a persuasion roll okay i don't get advantage from that but i do have a pretty okay persuasion uh 18 that ain't bad um, definitely you're walking out, you're, you've got this sense of purpose. It's like walking down the hall with a clipboard. People are like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be. <laughs> um, yeah. And everyone who was rabble rousing, meanwhile, is lowering their blades or ordering drinks. Uh, it's, it's not uncommon for things to get rowdy in a, a small town pub, but things are now on the downward crest. And so they seem to be letting you pass. Um, and there doesn't seem to be... Um, yeah, even Ashra uh, seeing you go by is a little bit taken aback and the way Gex is behaving she's kind of gives her head a shake and kind of squints her eyes casting around looking for Hudrick but not seeing Hudrick in the moment is just kind of mm. content to follow orders and gives Talithar a little nod as Gex kind of puts a drink in her hands um, alright, so it seems to be holding this this tenuous, I wouldn't say non-hostility, but it hasn't, it's pulled back from the brink. You know, neutral, yeah. friendly, neutral, hostile. It's it's hovering on the edge of hostile at the moment. Um, mm. Mostly tipped over by that, uh, uh, it's going to need a little magic to push this over, so Izzled's spell is definitely going a long way to helping. All right, coming up next, Elias. Yeah, so I'm in the Astral Plane. By chance, do I see Hudrick? Or... Um, no. Do a perception check for me. Nice. Uh, the GM's ultimate tool. Perception check. Perception. Whatever role For those of you oh. who've never run a game before, if you need time to think, repeat after me. Do a perception check for me. It's a nat one. Ooh. Oh. You have a plus seven, but it's like, nope. <laughs> That's amazing. Elias, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that this was a plot point spent by my son, who you saw briefly earlier, before the game started. This was his idea. I wasn't sure where it was going to work in. But you, sir, you get this. You go to look around in your brief moment on the other side. You're like, wait, he's maybe invisible. Maybe I might be able to. And you open your eyes and you start to see beyond that misty fog, trying to cast your eyes through. And it's not unlike those visions you have for just a fleeting second as you, as you press your awareness out into the ethereal plane. 
seeking. And you don't find Hudrick. But instead, something finds you. Right into your face. This pale, bone-like, hollow-eyed skull wrapped in a in a flowing hood staring back at you through the mists of the ethereal plane as though its attention was elsewhere and then when you pierced snaps into focus and meets your gaze I need you to do a wisdom saving throw You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> oh no. It's destined. Oh no. Oh, my God. oh boy. Oh no. Oh. oh boy. You got a great bonus to those skills, though. Izzled. Welcome to the game, Brandon. Yeah. Izzled, you're the nearest one. Somehow, by magic, by confusion, by chaos, monkey, by. Pure dumb luck. You managed to be walking towards a friend that you weren't sure you'd ever see again. Towards the exit. And they're letting you go. And everything seems to be working. And you don't know what the... And you cast your eyes over at this at this mage. And you saw them cast a spell. It's Maybe they were helping you. It's hard to tell. It was really freaking chaotic. And you see... Them just collapse onto the ground not moving their eyes roll back in their head you hear this sickening sound as this person who looked like maybe they were trying to help you before amongst the crowd of curious onlookers and drinkers who are like I think he just drops like a sack of potatoes what do you want to do you're the closest one you're Shit about my pants. <laughs> you're kind of far away. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm just... you're, about, you're about 40 feet away. What do you want to do? I'm... I just look and I'm like, uh, uh... Shit. He looks dead to me. Oh my god. And I start rooting through my pack. Like, through my little kind of utility pouch here. Oh, do I have any... Uh, I don't think Slippery's gonna help him. Um, shit, shit. I don't have a potion. And I'm gonna call out uh, to Hilda. Do, do you have any healing? Help! And You can see, Hilda, what's going on over in this corner. There's this person who just stepped forward. can hand me something? Is down. Oh boy. Ah. Uh, I think I still I, have something for healing. <laughs> you are I was a scooping a pie. I, I was scooping <laughs> a pie. Well I, I also have play on hands. So Because all I have is a uh, oil of slipperiness. Uh you could get next to him at thirty oh you you're a dwarf, right? 
Yeah, I'm a dwarf. I only have 25. 25. Throw it to me. Throw it to me. Okay. <laughs> Underneath so... big dicks halfway in. It's <laughs> like the perfect place for it. Uh, I I will. Where they sell the stuff behind the bar. It's like that there's was a the free other end. jar of it in every room. You you book a room instead of a mint on the pillow. There's like a little jar of oil of slipperiness. It's that's big dicks halfway in. That's just how they operate. It's a chain like red roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need an, an ad quick, for that, Steve. Quick, Get to work. Hilda. All right. Uh, sorry, I this is life or death. Izzled. You've talked to Hilda. Are you doing anything else? You're going to move over there? Are you going to stay put? What are you going to do? I'm trying to get her to throw me a potion so I can shove it down this dude's throat. She doesn't Ooh, seem to I have one. tried to help me. I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I that counts. You're going to take a closer look. Yeah. You go rushing over. Can, your your movement stops. I rush stops. over, pick her up, and bring her over? I'll say the two of you move closer as quickly yes. as you can but you're still just 10, 10 or 15 feet away unfortunately uh on this round oh. as hilda's kind of Rack. rooting through her bag all right that's that's gonna, be, <laughs> that's gonna be your turn there um uh is old talithar um it's busy i don't know if you notice this uh if you want to do a perception check we'll see what you notice of all this or unless you've got another idea what do you want to do as all this goes down uh, well, I guess it just—it's a matter if I notice what happened or not. Sure, go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, this is kind of a freebie, though. There's a lot of wackiness going on. We'll see what you notice, or just tell me you're passive. Uh, an eleven. Eleven. I'm a passive fourteen. Unfortunately, yeah. you're still busy staring <clears throat> down Gex and Ash, uh, and unfortunately, it it kind of escapes your notice as these two go kind of scurrying off the side, and it was a quiet, just sudden drop. Alright. Um, what do you want to do in, uh, with your turn, though, Thalithar? Um, oh, I thought it would, I thought it would be uh, I guess Gex did his turn. And, okay. Uh, I'm basically going to be trying to figure out what's going on, but I will say that, like, um, the Gex that, like, uh, these are members of the Mage Towers the Basra Tal and their allies. I don't know exactly what's going on here. But I'm, you know, if it comes to it, I'm bound to protect them, like defend them. Why are you, what is your business with them? And so by doing that, I kind of indicate that I, I, I am from the mage, like the I work with the mage towers in Taz Pharrell. Cool. What do you say to that there, Gex? This is free. Well, well, friend, listen. First of all, in my 62 years of life, being 400 pounds, 7 foot 6, and enjoying spending time in taverns, there's, there's one thing that occurs often in my life, and that is people have a bad day. They decide, I'd like to get into a fight. I'm the guy they pick on, or I'm the guy they pick a fight with, because there, there's something people seem to feel is cathartic about getting beat up. Now, I never start these fights, but I finish them. So 
in my experience, one must learn the art of moving on. And with that, have a drink with me. <laughs> Slides him up the air. Nice. And that's your six seconds of free. Um, all right. Something is happening. Something is happening. Empty. You do notice this man falling and these two, uh, especially Isold, who is a companion of yours, rushing over to to see what they can do at the side. What do you want to do? Okay, I actually wasn't sure if I met Isold or not because of just like the timey-wimey-ness of... Uh, oh, um, okay, so she came and sat at the table while she was waiting for a drink. She talked with... Yeah, so I, I, I figured that might have not happened if she was eating at the bar because I don't know why she wouldn't eat at the table, but yeah. So I just didn't want to assume either way, that's all. Let's see, how much distance do we have? It's like 45 feet. If I just wanted to walk there, that's what that would be. So specifically, we saw um, this body like just materialize, right? Because they'd already blinked out. They saw this in the astral. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blink back in. Yeah, they blinked so back in. Materialized yeah. unconscious. That's yep. interesting. It's so weird to me that I can't see astrally. This ability is literally called astral sight, and it just gives me dark vision. What the heck? You know what? I'm gonna house rule that. You can you can see. No, you don't have to. It's a it's a high level spell. I will give you a chance to see. So go ahead and roll. Okay. And I'll tell you what you will actually. Notice based okay. On I I will I will um meet with you halfway with the rules of the game in that I get advantage on insight. Can I like? Yeah. Sense what is happening around me. Yeah. Go ahead and roll insight with advantage. I feel like this isn't perception, this isn't seeing, this is like feeling it in the air. You know what I mean? So I have advantage on this because yep. of my astral vision. I get a 25. All right. I'm going to say there's this weird flicker around, um, around where this man just fell. Like you, you get this impression. He's not here for long. Um, and there's something weird going on. And there's this, you get this foreboding sense. Like all of a sudden the temperature in the room drops. And you're just like, wait, that's what is happening. And you look towards him and for the briefest of flickering seconds, you see this hooded figure standing over him looking down at this collapsed young man and then you it just you don't blink it just disappears again there's something strange and supernatural going on interesting okay so if I continue marching, but I divert my course this way, I don't really have anywhere I can stand. Um, so I know, and you know, that this is like an astral thing that I can't really interact with. But can I approach where I felt this presence and try to reach out with these um, spectral with branches? With shoving branches? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe they give me extra like basically they give me like an extra ten they they, they increase my reach to ten instead of being five, uh, and stuff like that, so I can like lash past somebody if I need to. And I don't I fully expect to not hit anything as a player, but as a character I think that makes sense. You're gonna go into the area and kind of make sure it's clear. 
Go ahead and, and yeah, make I'm an just gonna like roll. The, these these arm these like branch like arms, um, spectral energy lashes forward, sort of grasping at where I believe they would be, as if I could like grab onto their spirit and hold them here. I can't do that, but that's what I'm gonna like sort of try and do, right? That's what. I, and again, all of this is like this unnatural calm that has descended over this previously naive kind of panicked kid. <laughs> I'm gonna person, say, not a kid. what's your movement rate? You said forty. It's 45. Oh, 45. Okay, so you can get right to there. So you get a little past the others. You're still five feet away from the crumpled body that seems to be, like, it looks like his leg is translucent for a second, and then his arm, it's, mm-hmm. it's this weird, like, traveler from Star Trek uh, type sure. thing happening. Uh, and then you look up, and you, can, you can't see it, but you're just like in that direction. Right. I reach out where I feel it to be. Yeah, totally. Uh, make an attack roll, please. Okay. So using the spectral arms, my attack rolls use my wisdom instead of my I was going to say you should use wisdom instead of dex. Um, uh, so I have a, I made a magic punch is what this one's called. Okay. <laughs> I got a 20. Damn. That is, that's going to hit. Go ahead and apply damage. You, you're, you're just lashing out. You're like, following pure instinct and it makes contact so that's seven force damage all right Mm. two things happen okay one this thing which is not used to ever being hit sure just or seen for that matter suddenly have you ghost punch him. Yeah. Or it, I should say. Yeah. And you see the hooded figure's face, like head, turn. You can't see the eyes, you can't see the face or anything, but in this large enveloped hood spins towards you. And then the vision kind of blurs again and fades. You have its attention. Okay. And in doing um, so, okay, go ahead. it is now Elias's turn. Elias, I need you to roll a death saving throw. Oh, okay. Well, oh, no. Don't worry, we got you. We got that you. is a fail. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, um, was there an opportunity for me to flurry of blows and keep attacking this thing once I felt it connect? Sure. Or is yep. it like. Go ahead. This is all yeah, still okay. timey wimey. Go for so, it. That's a key point. I get to make two extra attacks. That's a 24. That hits. That's a 23. That also hits. So 10 damage and 11 damage. All wow. of that's force damage. Fucking monks, man. That's amazing. So just, <laughs> just like basically like clawing with these like spectral branches. Yeah. Just affixed to my back. Like I'm standing stock still and just like very calm, like, just unnervingly calm movements in the actual body. It's but almost like you're just moving arms through the back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. Yeah. All right. Um, you are hitting something, and it it is well aware of you, and it is not a happy being. Um, I'm gonna say... Go yourself. <laughs> A 
All right. And anyone who's like heard MT speak before, it's like, it's like the same voice, but there's like reverb on there, right? It's like a little bit different. The tone do, is Do it again. Shifted. I think I can yeah. do that. Ready? Go. Show yourself. Nice. All right. Um... <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up next. Hilda. What do you want to do? All right. Uh, I am going to take a little bit of distance between me and this mage. I I don't know their name yet, but Izzel seems to be worried about them. So let's close that distance and apply lay on hands. Nice. All right. So you the last five feet. You see, it is not a wound. It is not an illness. This person's. Mm dead you've seen death before and he well, he is on death's doorstep gasping right on the edge bend down and apply how many hit points do you want to give him oh well uh let's see how about how about 20. whoa all right <laughs> definitely um all right elias <gasps> You're back. This redheaded dwarf is leaning over you. She's, her hands are just so warm, just pressed against your chest, and you're just like, <gasps> and in that moment, you know, you know something, and you can't put it to words. You're so distracted, and you're in pain. Your body is aching for oxygen. Um, and all your muscles are seized and tight and in your it feels like part of your brain is on fire because you're just starting to die from the inside out. But deep in the heart of you, you know some they someone has turned him. And I don't know if you know what that even means in this moment, but there's something when you looked into the face of death. I need you, Elias, to do a quick perception check. Retroactive Jesus perception check. Christ. Maybe not a one this time. Just, just, I mean, if you want to. Thank you. 23. 23. Your mind quickly flashes back to like replay your, the last few seconds of your life on the ethereal plane. You went looking and something found you and that thing was hostile and dangerous. It's not supposed to be. It's not normally. It, it follows the rules. A hooded figure, almost too horrific to describe. It, it, it's almost too silly, like the tropes and the stories and the myths. It was all there, the hood, the face under the hood that has no face, no eyes, no skin, no muscle. And that close glance at it was enough to stop your heart. The bony fingers in the hooded 
long sleeves. In one hand, a long, tall stick with a wicked-looking, over-large, arcing blade stretching out a scythe. All of the tropes were there. Something stood out that didn't belong. At its waist, where a belt might be to cinch the cloak closed, on the belt, a small satchel tied, hanging, gray cloth with red speckles, carrying something about this big. Can't really make out more than that because that's when you locked eyes with it and you cease to be alive in that moment. The next thing you know, redheaded dwarf bringing you back and a flurry of, of movement off to your left, barely registering. Okay. I don't know if we're an official combat in this moment as empty whatever it was you made contact with you sense it withdrawal but not before this this sense of foreboding everyone within about 20 feet I need you to do a wisdom saving throw go ahead oh so the people mm. on the far side of the bar who don't know what the hell's going on, Gex, Talithar. So that would include us. Yeah, Isold and uh, Hilda and Empty and Elias are all doing a wisdom saving throw. My turn. DC eighteen. Gex, you're. Uh, let me take a measure here. I let fell. me just. Oh, you're you're just outside of the radius. There's a bunch of locals within that radius who are like. Oh, oh, oh. Ah. Just auto fail. It's uh, 18 is the DC. Um, yeah, I failed. I got a 16. No. 28. Uh, okay. 28 definitely passes. It was a wisdom passes. save, right? Hilda? 28, yeah. You are totally fine. You sense it. You know that so, something terrifying just, just happened. Just to jump in. Yeah. Um, if they're within the aura of protection of their friendly dwarf and paladin, they oh, get that. They get a plus four. Yes. Yeah. That is true. So a so, plus four. Isold, you actually pass. Yeah, <laughs> Isold, you make it to 20. Um, <laughs> empty. You have touched this thing. Mm-hmm. And there's something, even with the bonus, even knowing that this half... Un, like you're not even sure who they are but you they seem friendly to people who were friendly to you a moment ago but in that moment you feel cold this shivering shudder and are officially frightened yeah I think what we see is the like you know uh, the astral form around me like flicker and disappear and I just like fall to the ground like just the, you. The, when the astral form is there she is you know, calm and at this like just perfectly held together individual and 
as that fear breaks through that facade, the astral form dissipates and she just collapses onto her knees. Absolutely. Everyone else in the radius, everyone else within about 40 feet, which is just almost to Gex, but not quite, has this cold shiver pass along you. And if you pass the save, you know something terrifying was incredibly close to you. But it's gone now. And empty, you're just holding that one... You didn't touch it with your hands, but you still feel cold and frightened. And half of the bar just gets up and terrified as though there's a fire flees this place. Um, Empty, you don't have to flee, but you cannot move anywhere closer to that corner of the bar. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to, like, for the sake of, like, depicting what's going on moving forward, she, like, holds herself in and starts to breathe as, like, best she can do. It's, like, stuttered at first, but um, on my next turn, I'll be using the ability. It's it's full action. Stillness of mind removes a fear effect. Ooh, nice. It's next action, so, like, I still am scared now. We're pretty much out of combat. We see her, like, close in and begin to like make that process but it'll it'll, that will be next thing so you can just narrate with that in mind that that's coming no problem what she's working on so Uh, that said you know yeah we might want to just hard cut the end of the episode uh there's one more thing that's going to happen just before you do elias i need you to roll a d10 or a d20 whoa 14 uh, does that cause you to blink? Yes. Okay. Uh, or I think you can spend an action to drop the spell. Does dying yeah, not end the I, spell? Yeah. It might. <laughs> <laughs> it dying, dying, would end, dying would end the yeah. spell. Is it, it wasn't technically death. It was knocked unconscious, so... Eh. Yeah, but yeah. concentration okay. would break. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's no, concentration. Oh, it is concentration. Okay, so blink yeah. is gone. I had this image of them trying to save you, and you blink out, and they're like, "Damn it!" Um, I thought it uh, wasn't concentration. Funny. Okay, anyway, so you're not blinking, but something else happens. So. No, let's just see. It's not. It's oh, not concentration. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that was one of the Elias, you blink out of existence. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> and because we're not tied to time and combat at this moment, Hilda's just mm-hmm. like, "What? Exactly what?" Um, and what you suddenly, almost not by choice. You can appear anywhere within 10 feet. You appear 10 feet up. Hovering. Eyes totally white. Not rolled back in your head. Totally white and slight glowing. And these words are pouring out of you. He has been turned. And the world will know nothing bad. Will know no warmth. No peace. No joy. One by one, all the nightmares will fall upon you. (laughs) Blink. You're out of blink again. Uh, Go ahead and roll a d20, see if you blink or whether you fall. That's a 13. Yep. That causes a blink? Okay, so you were 10 feet up, like, almost, like, held up and then <laughs> disappears again and suddenly 
you're back on the ground. Uh, where do you want to appear? It's within 10 feet of where you currently are. This one you Just get to choose. in the same spot. Okay. Uh, can, yeah, yeah. I'll catch you if you... <laughs> sure, this time you yeah, kind of... You gotta appear, like, in midair so you could fall. That's that's the way yeah. you shoot the scene, right? That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. So you blink this. out up there and then blink out <laughs> real close to the ground and Hilda's like, oh, uh, who, who's, what, or was it Isold said she'll catch you? I, I, uh, I think it was Hilda. I'm gonna actually say... Yeah. Um, any of the three, empty, his old, or uh, Isold or Hilda can can decide uh, if they want to try to help. You can do a dexterity saving throw to try to catch him as he's now only uh, reappears about a f- two feet off the ground and just whew, right where you left him almost, but just a bit up. Eleven. Isold's like, oh, oh. I have a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but together, that's together. Funny. It's a twenty-four <laughs> friendship. All right, um, you're not falling from very far, but I will say, uh, uh, no, I didn't mean to roll two of those. Uh, you, if you were falling, <laughs> you know what? Just for narrative sake, you you uh, you take two points of bludgeoning damage as you go uh, on the floor of the tavern. Your eyes blink open normally again, and you are laying there uh, prone. That's kind of embarrassing. You're a slippery oh. little motherfucker. <laughs> Am I conscious or yeah, you're back? Just... You're alive. Oh, okay. You got 20 hit points. Oh, well, a little um, Yeah. Can it's, I? It's, it's a so good thing you put 20 points into him, Hilda. I'm just saying. Otherwise, that could have been him down again. All right. Uh, sorry, Elias. What do you want? Uh, can I do a quick like constitution or something to like see how rattled he is still? Sure. Um, let's yeah. say either wisdom save or, well, yeah, sure. If you want to do a constitution save, go for it. I mean, you were <laughs> mostly dead. 15. That's not bad. You're surprisingly okay. like, and it's more like, so. yeah, what do you want? He's breathing. He kind of just slowly, cause he's face down on the floor and he looks up and he sees the three of them around them. And all he can think about is like what he saw and especially fixating on the, the thing around his waist. Um, and I do have keen mind. So I'm going to just, he's going to look up and he's just like, I thanks. Uh, pencil paper. And he's going to try and like, just draw quickly. Like nice. What he's seeing. Cool. As the press of bodies of a lot of the people trying to move away, you press your way to the bar and you call to the inky bunny paper and the others are kind of just near you and, and with you at the moment as you begin to furiously scribble down what you saw. Uh, go ahead and do a, either a performance check or an artisan check. Let's see how good the drawing is. Roll for oh my drawing. God. That's the... <laughs> That's the other nat one. Um, you scribble <laughs> down there, drawing God. so fast. It is like a terrible stick figure. It doesn't even like you. Don't even like. Is that is that a ball sack? Like what is that? Like, <laughs> but you know what it means. And you, you turn remember. to the others. I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm just gonna point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna point because he can't really speak right now. And you, you see this picture of a stick man. Who's supposed to look like death? 
right about now, uh, Gex, uh, you've managed to extract yourself. You can you can interact with them if you want. There seems to be something going on over there, as as Elias points and uh, and the lizard man comes walking over, um, uh, amidst all of this, and he he senses something is going on. That's and grabs uh, a looks at Elias and says. Important. What is he saying? This means something. And he holds, kind of clutches this page that you just, like, just took a shit on. And he's just like, And he, he takes his hand in the, in the page and he pins it to Elias's chest with the page against your chest, like presses it into you uncomfortably strongly and almost pushes you back against the bar. And he leans in and he's like, <sighs> and looks down and extends a hand to empty to help empty stand. And I love the drawing. I'm going to just, we're going to smash cut on that as the page kind of falls to the floor of the tavern and you see drawn there this stick figure. Not to this scale. <laughs> Unless you want to plot point that. Like, Elias, like you could drawing. draw it to scale. Are you going to be drawing this thing that you saw to scale? I mean, it was good 10, 12 feet tall. Like, this was not a small I, I, I wish, but I'll, I'll save it just because he's this is the best he can do in this condition. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. All right, and with that, we are out of time. I think we're gonna smash cut there. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, that was a fun game. Um, not where I thought it was gonna go. I thought it was gonna be a good old-fashioned bar brawl. Uh, and I see that, Steve. Thank you. So um, uh, we do. Before we go, we do need a name for tonight's episode. Uh, thank you, Internet, for taking part and for watching uh, either live or after the fact. Uh, and of course we've got our podcasts, uh, with all our previous shows, uh, except the last one, I'll put that up right away. Um, but check it out, uh, SideQuest Live, uh, all one word, plural, SideQuests, uh, and you can check that out on all the podcast places, uh, and YouTube, and, uh, and Twitch Live on, uh, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. And thanks very much, everybody, that was fun. Uh, I'm gonna switch it off the meditator. That was really good, that was really good. That did not go where I thought it was gonna go. And so right. three nat ones will do. Oh my god, that just yeah, sidetracked no the whole damn. Oh. To be fair, my son was like, "You're he he came up with a a monster to encounter," and I was like, "Okay, I thought I was gonna spring it on somebody else, but then you rolled all the ones, like all the ones," and I was like, "Well, That's Elias, it was so good. It's on you now." All right, so welcome to the party, pal. Thank all right. You. Um, Steve, I believe you have something while people are brainstorming. What should the title of tonight's episode be? But let's cut over to Steve with a word from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's sponsor is as follows. Well, it, it, it's, it's a universal truth that all of us all of us care about our self-image. All, all of us care to some extent about how others perceive us. 
But today, specifically, we'd like to talk about issues, perceptions, uh, appearances downstairs. Does your bulge look weird? Are you self-conscious about what's going on down there? Does it does it bend to the left or the right? This this can be something for men, women, they's, them's, it's, that's, them's, those. We all care about how we look. Perhaps, you know, it's a moose knuckle when you'd rather have a camel toe. Introducing Todd and Rod's crotch mod cod pieces. Plenty of stock for that self-image modification. Custom fittings by appointment only every second Sunday. Get that perfect look between the thighs to surprise the eyes of those who would prize your clothes from your very body. Order now and get a bonus gift of Izzold's Oil of Slipperiness, Intimacy Lotion, and Personal Lubricant. $59.99.99. And thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the word from our sponsor. Uh, we're not actually sponsored. Uh, but, uh, and do we have any names? That you <laughs> what? No, I really? That's not a real sponsor? I, shocking. <laughs> I know. I just, like, the website is up, man. I mean, you can order it. It's like Pod's Crotch enhancement.com like i'm gonna have to drop guys though i'd like to say please don't yeah. actually google that people i mean if you want rock yourself up all right you can um, do whatever Gordon. they want yeah, you can yeah. your search history is between you and god all right uh i'm just kidding. all right so gordon thanks so much and i uh, hope you're feeling better dude thanks yeah. everyone have a good all right. one any right. name suggestions before we bounce folks well it could be mm, good oh, soup i just saw or Steve. Good soup is the funniest name. <laughs> it's like one thing happens at one point right at the beginning, and it's just this nothing. It's, it's such a, it's such a like simple, boring sounding name for so much that happens. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one really tickled me. That's my style of humor. <laughs> I kind of like that. Good soup and dropped pies. Although I do appreciate Steve's going orb deep at Big Dick's halfway in. Oh my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get off the theme. It's just, it's uh, just there. Sometimes it's, it's hard there. to ignore the squirrel bulge. I'm just saying. Uh, this is this happens. You can't. I mean, you can you can wish it away, but at the end of the day, you just gotta learn to live with it and turn turn a blind eye or not. That's up to you. I should have done like a, a Victorian for that, that we'll fix it in post all right thanks everybody uh, good soup and dropped pies i think might be go with the we'll we'll go for the highbrow because then we'll trick people in that's what it is then they'll be like what? What? um and uh anyway thanks very much everybody we'll see everybody again hopefully next week stay healthy uh take care of yourselves take care of each other and we will see you in a week take care good night and now, ladies and gentlemen, a flashback. Post-credit roll. Suck it, MCU. Hi. Steve, you had a thought. Let's jump to that. Right, so so Gex 
Gex has been uh, carrying around with him this T-Rex hide for a while. Uh, and very, very much, uh, you know, looking at how much there is. And he's, he's been an artisan himself, although most of his um, creativity and the things that he produced revolved around carving and uh, instrument making in the past. Uh, which, which is part of why he built, he redid that um, drum for uh, Dave Tillman. So we jump, when he gets off this boat, the first thing he's doing is running around town looking for an armorer. And he wants to drop off this T-Rex hide. And he's got some cash on him. Not a huge amount, not a small amount. But he wants some custom armor made out of this T-Rex hide. So he's going to go look for an armorer. Absolutely. So I need you to do an investigation check as you are spending some time wandering through the city. This will be before. This is what you chose to do, um, kind of before going uh, uh, to the inn. So this was just before tonight's uh, interesting encounter. Uh, Nineteen on investigation. All right. So they send you off towards. Uh, let me see if I have the name. Where is it? There it is. Um, so they send you over towards, you ask around for who, who does armor type stuff in this town. Uh, and it is a, a relatively small town, but there are some, uh, there are, there is a, you know, kind of more general blacksmith, uh, and you go there, that one's a little closer to the docks. And at first, uh, they kind of go ahead and roll a persuasion check for me. I'm going to say at disadvantage. Okay. For reasons you don't understand. Uh, it comes out as 12. 12. Okay. Um, they begrudging. It's better than better. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but you can tell they're holding back and they give you these lo side looks. You've gotten these looks even back in a busier town where Goliaths don't stand out as much. You can tell they, they picture you as a CD. They're watching you like a convenience store clerk watches a bunch of unruly teenagers and just like watching their hand, your hands and like just keeping a real suspicious eye on you. And uh, eventually they're like, yeah, we, we don't do that here. You, you can take your business someplace else. But um, you, you go ask over at... Uh, uh, Nedrick. Nedrick shop. Uh, you know, I appreciate your forthrightness and honesty. Yeah, get out. Bye. They're not particularly fond of Goliaths in this immediate uh, building. So you keep casting around and eventually make your way over to uh, a weaponsmith on the far side of town. It's past the inn. The inn is actually uh, the, well, no longer the Bushy Beard Tavern. It is Big Dick's halfway in, and you clock where it is as the others uh, uh, are, are busy taking care of Hilda on the docks, just vomiting um, and just trying to get her back up on her feet. Eventually, you begin to wind your way through the market, and you find your way to, uh, 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 I mean, all the cameras are going to be messed up, but... You find your way 
to where it, it's called number nine uh and it is a weaponsmith and it's uh nedrick's armor and weapons just at the end of the market there bonus shopping episode all right so uh what do you you walk in you hear all the you know the clanging you the acrid smell of uh of the various smelting um chemicals going on you can it, you can it's that the blast of heat from the various furnaces there's probably three different chimneys burning all at once and several different assistants running around uh, and at one point you walk up to the the countertop and you're looking around and you don't see anybody other you see the assistants they're not paying you any mind um do a perception check for me 19 you're almost i mean you're tall you're often looking down on people but this time you have to look like extra down on uh, uh over the uh over the uh counter and you see the the top of this little little head a uh, little cap a little knitted uh actually not knitted it's a it's a leather cap and um you see this hand come up holding this massive hammer uh it's it's probably mid-size to you but in this tiny little hand you see this person pull themselves up on the on the counter and kind of pull up a stool and this little gnome pops up behind hey what can i do for you ah uh, greetings friend it's uh quite, jesus, quite a you're a big bastard aren't you jesus back yes. to work and over in the corner, one of the assistants like, Oh, sorry. Uh, the air is thinner up here. Yes, that's true. I've heard that one before. Doesn't <laughs> smell like farts, though. <laughs> what can I do for you? I'm Nedrick. I'm Nedrick. It's wonderful to meet you. This is a, quite the lovely shop you have here. I, I see some of your wares uh, on display here. Your, your artisanship is... Your artisanship is quite, quite wonderful. I'm ah, enjoying thanks. Taking of somewhat of an artisan myself. I've been known to uh, carve the odd thing, create the odd thing. Um, nice. I'm nice. here. I will cut to the chase. I won't waste your time. I know. I know an, an artisan's time and money is made by. I'm a busy man. Always yeah, time for a customer. Oh, what can I do for you? Absolutely. Listen. He'll reach into his bag and pull out a, a piece of the T-Rex head. And he said, have you ever worked with this material? Dear God. I mean, it's thick. And he starts to inspect it closely. And like immediately the, the joy of his craft begins to kind of seep through. Uh, and you can tell that he's pretty excited to be working with a slightly strange material. Um, well, I mean, I've... I, Definitely done hide work before, but uh, uh, mm -hmm. I'm generally specialized in metal. But uh, let me test the properties. Is it okay if I take a little piece of this and I can see if it's something I can work with? Yes, by all means, please. I, you know, understanding myself, I recently got the chance to reskin a hand drum with a hide from a phase beast. Oh, such an interesting experience. The, the balance of tensioning it around the rim of the drum to... Ah, to equalize. do you do instruments? Because uh, Tauro around the corner would be interested in uh, some craftsmanship. She does, oh, uh, she sell, sells all kinds of that kind of thing. 
Oh, you don't say. I will have to pop in there. What did you say her name was? Taura? Taura. Yeah. Taura's fine instruments. Oh, you know what? Honestly, I, I cannot pass up the opportunity to go and browse an instrument shop and speak with the artisan. It is just, it's one of those, one of those things about, uh, that, that I just, I just cannot pass up in life. And, and, and honestly, craftsmanship, uh, I have such an admiration for a good craftsman, right? And and so I while you're, you oh sorry to cut you off. Um, so while you're uh, talking, uh, uh, Nedrick's busy scratching it with a, a couple of different instruments, trying to see how hard it is to like whittle it down and to like prepare it, to soften it, to stretch it, see how malleable and protective this hide could be. Uh, and it seems to be giving a nod as as they're listening uh, and hearing what you're saying and. and uh, but simultaneously busy doing their craft and, and yeah, yeah, I oh, uh, you know, this is pretty good. I could probably work with this if you want. Well, I mean, what do you I am the I am the canvas. I would uh, simply, simply invite you, the artisan, to to take your time and have a look at my uh, my body. Here's the material. Here's the body. You do what you are inspired to do. I think it is always, always the, the best thing to uh, put the design work in the hands of the artisan rather than tell him or her what they need to do. Sure thing. It, that it, sounds great. Uh, now, there would be, we'd have to pay half up front for, uh, I'm assuming you want a suit of armor? Do you want a cloak? What is it you, you want out of this? But I guess, I guess, as a player, it d it depends on how much material I have, right? I mean, a T um, Rex is not a small being, so um, yeah. I forget what your uh, your survival roll on skinning this thing was. Uh, but what? Just retcon it. Uh, do a survival roll to yeah. see how well it was harvested. And that'll tell you how much material you have. I mean, I'm being pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm... I'll say you can have advantage because somebody was probably helping you. Uh, Isold, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, back on the island, you did, if you want, there was that uh, dryad that was pretty damn friendly with you. So I'm just saying that might be part of your backstory. Oh, I'm not sure how that would connect, but it's a it's a natural 19. Nice. Oh yeah. So you have enough point. to do armor, uh, bracers, the whole the whole kit and caboodle, uh, and a good pair of boots uh, to boot, as it were. So, um, so I feel like, and he's got a bit of coin, partly from theft, partly from earning things. Yeah, and um, you got a bit of treasure from the dragons. Yeah, so there's that too. Um, so yeah, he's yeah. Oh, I mean, commission the whole kit and caboodle, right? You nice. Know? All right. Uh, so I'm gonna say this is going to. All right. I think this will probably. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you want me to put in my time with this. So uh, here, let me get you measured up, and we'll chat. Hey, Jesus, and Craig, get over here. We got a customer. All right, so they come over and they start like measuring you and like doing the cup, cup and measure the whole deal. Um, and uh, and you, <laughs> uh, and so that you you're there for a while while you're chatting, and Nedrick's pretty chatty and um, and is saying this material is pretty solid. They can make what is the game equivalent of a of a 
um, leather or studded leather if you want to add in the metal components, because they can do that too. Uh, plus one. I don't know if that's better or worse than what you've got. Uh, if you want any, this is more like a mastercraft. It's not, it's not enchanted per se. It's a mastercraft level armor. Yeah, I don't remember I think, what T Rex AC is. Let me see. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But a studded leather plus one would be, I think, better than what he's got. Um, is what is technically he wearing right now? Technically, he's wearing just leather armor. Yeah, so studded leather oh. plus one would be a pretty big upgrade. Yeah, and well, the studs aren't actually metal though, so I'm gonna say this will be the the homebrew. The reason, the benefit of you bringing the T Rex hide is there are bone uh, spurs and um, regular plates in amongst the the leathery hide um, that give it the strength and uh, defensive properties as if it was reinforced by metal, a suit of uh, studded metal. But there are no metal components in it at all. So like a heat metal spell would have nothing to grab onto, even though it's studded leather, except maybe the buckles. Druid's dream armor. Kind of, yeah. Druid's dream armor. You can call it that if you want to. <laughs> I mean, you know a druid back on the island. You could have known her pretty well. She seemed pretty into you. Um, but now, anyway, so you get this oh, arm. I don't, I don't, All right, so that's uh, regular price. Is probably gonna run you about sixty, but we're gonna take our time with this. Carry the. I'll give this to you for uh, hundred gold now, hundred on completion. My friend, done. And you know what? Let's 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 make it a hundred and fifty now, a hundred on completion, just because I appreciate what it's like to be an artisan. Take your time. You fit it well. Tip up front. You're my man. Absolutely, it was a real pleasure to uh, do biz with with you, and uh, we'll get this done as fast as we can. Hey, get Paul in here, too. So they, they put an extra couple people on it, and they're really um, working away on it. It should be ready in... It should be ready in, like, I don't know. Let's say, uh, do you need a rush? I, I, I can get it to you within about three days, maybe four. Three days will be great. I'll come back. Uh, I will come back. I'm the first two just tanning it out, making sure this it's going to hold up. Reinforce it with I'll some other stuff. I'll come back in three days. We'll do a test fit. Yeah. And uh, I'll go visit your friend in the meantime. I appreciate the little heads up about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You go down and talk to Big Dick. Uh, he's He runs the inn down there. Bushy. Bushy Beard Stavern. But everybody just calls it Big Dick's halfway in. <laughs> you know, that is, uh, sounds like the place for me. I mean, unless you want to go to the other place. There's another place in town. Oh, what's that place called? They call it the Velvet Rope. You know what? I'll make note of it just in case. Fair enough. All right, well, I mean, we are a sailor town after all. Yeah. Yeah, It's good to have met you, Nedrick. Good to meet you, too. And you guys do the whole, like, tiny hand in giant hand handshake. But there's no, like, it's not even weird. It's like 
It's just like, it's good. He's good people. All right. And then you go off, you gather your friends, and you go down to what will you hope in this flashback will be a nice, peaceful, uneventful time at the inn. Yes, of course. All right. That's it. Uh, I guess if we still have viewers, we might go and raid something else if you want to stick around for a few minutes. Uh, and I guess that's it for us tonight. Uh, thanks very much. And uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Thanks for spending some time with us. We off? We are now. Hey, Interweebs, we found somebody to raid. Uh, we're going to go throw over with uh, and share the joy with uh, Dork Tales, a Dungeons & Dragons uh, podcast going on on the other thing. Uh, please note, just like the global television network, 
The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of SideQuest Live. I hope you have a wonderful night and let's stick around for the raid if you want to. Good night.